Hi, everybody. Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 142. We're back down in the basement. We survived WrestleMania weekend, yeah? Yeah. I think I watched more than you, but you also yes. watched many things. You watched all the WWE stuff, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I watched Ring of Honor. What was it? Supercard thing. Supercard of Honor as well. <clears throat> so... Lots of wrestling got watched. Um, we're going to talk about uh, pretty much all of it. We'll, I think we'll kick off, maybe do news and rumors, and then get into all the stuff we watched on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Try to be quick about it, but I don't know how that'll go. Uh, and then all our usual stuff. So it might be a gigantic episode. We might break it into two. I'm not exactly sure what we're going to do, but um, we'll figure that out. But anyways, we've, uh, I guess it's Easter weekend, correct? So you get four days off school. Five. Five super well because you're playing yeah. in a tournament on Tuesday, correct? Yeah. So that's also true. But um, so yeah, we went and saw family yesterday, right? Um, yeah, at your aunt's house in uh, about where? an hour, about an hour I from here. I don't even remember where it is. What, you don't remember where it is? Mm-hmm. It's like Lindsay or something. Correct. So I can't remember if it's Lindsay or like kind of close or no something. But that's what it is. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Cousins and aunts and uncles and stuff were there your grandfather was there and then your my parents your grandparents are coming up tomorrow i believe for probably dinner i think Mm -hmm. so and then we'll see your brother's got basketball tryouts tonight which is the only thing i have on my schedule other than doing this and you have to work i do how was your week of school exciting riveting riveting wow what was riveting about it nothing nothing it was just a standard week of school yeah nothing exciting at work either Mm, no anything from the world of star wars we need to know we're still behind. We are behind a Mandalorian, but done Bad Batch. Did yes. Correct. Oh yeah, okay, you watched it, right? I, I did. I was kind of doing stuff, but I still got the gist of it, yeah. Okay. So yeah, we're done that and we are still behind on Mando. We are behind on Mando. We should and Jack Black was in it. Hammer one of those out today or tomorrow or Yeah. Something. Jack Black was in it. All right. Well, we'll get caught up on that. I don't know. I don't have a lot to banner about and I figure we got a million things to actually cover in the world of wrestling, so maybe we should get started if there's anything anyone wants to jump to i always put timestamps in the description so you can jump to your favorite part or avoid your least favorite part or whatever who would have anything they didn't like about this i don't know why you'd skip any of it that's a ridiculous statement i just made i'm sure Mm -hmm. everyone listens to every word outlandish right to the end i'm sure everyone listens right to the outro music right Right actually like until the timer runs out (laughs) they listen past the outro music just in case the very second just in case we say something else i mean i haven't been known to put a postcard thing in but like it could happen i did on a video once I put in, um, not, which is funny because our videos aren't even videos. It's just our logo on YouTube. But in one, I tacked on when your brother met, shook hands with all the Raptors and the New, New Jersey Nets, that one. Aha, see, listen to the whole thing. So it's it's in there, but uh, I forget what episode see, it is. But that's, why we should, that's why you should all listen to the whole thing. Little Easter egg, is that what it's called? Is that what the kids call it? Yeah. Nice, nailed it. But anyways, we're going to move into talking about some wrestling. Our first segment is always looking at some of wrestling's news and rumors. All right, so taking a look at ratings, this week's episode of NXT had some stiff competition from, do you know what from? Take a guess. Sports. Wrong. I knew you were going to guess sports. Politics. Correct. And do you know what specifically? Uh, no. The arraignment of former President Donald Trump. So a lot of people were watching that. 
So NXT was down, not a ton, but that's probably why. Averaged 550,000 viewers, which is down 11.6%, and earned a 0.13 in the key demographic, down 18.8%. Uh, Dynamite, 877,000 viewers averaged, which is up 5.3 from the week before, with a 0.30 in the key demographic, which is up 7.1. And apparently it said strong competition from NBA basketball. So I don't know if that's strong. like more important games than usual i actually wasn't watching i usually do but uh so it might just mean like better matchups that they expect more people to go watch but anyways those were the numbers don't know what it means just always report them it's now just a habit we do to take it for what you will it warms you up for the real real big news story that uh, there is definitely this week so there is i'm sure you want to hit us with the pretty giant news in the world of wrestling yeah uh yeah so uh sky blue's finally all elite <laughs> yep that's, that's it that's it we're done here that's okay. So now we're gonna talk about stand deliver. What else could anyone have come for? Uh, yeah, but uh, so I guess she's signed. Well, I mean, whatever. she's been getting as much TV time as any woman. That's probably the most worthwhile signing they could make for the women's That's division. Huge. So. Yeah. Um, but also Jay White, I guess. Uh, yeah, he's I've heard of him. He's signed, I guess. Yeah, he, he's there. That's pretty fun for you. You're yeah, a big Jay White guy. I'm just glad he's not going to WWE because that makes no sense. All comedy aside, you are. Oh, I'm very happy about that. Yeah, and. I, I honestly thought it was leaning towards WWE. Just me too. For I was reason. a little concerned, but um, I'm I'm very happy he's not. Yeah, and we'll talk about that obviously when we get to our Dynamite review this week. But yeah, I'm also a big fan of Jay White. Just hope they have time for him. You know what I mean? Because as I say from time to time, it's a pretty bloated roster they have there. But like Jay White, yeah, he is awesome. So like, and yeah. he is looking shredded. My uh, goodness, he's, best he's shape tracked. I've seen him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mine, just because it was on NXT, which I watched, but it was neither a high spot nor a rest hold, so it won't make it there. But I guess it's newsworthy, and that is that Cora Jade has returned to NXT TV. You actually watched some NXT this week. Did you see her I return? was just waiting for Noam Dar. Uh, no, I didn't see her, um, so thankfully. She's back. Um, she attacked Indy Hartwell and trash-talked Tiffany Stratton, who had come oh, out to the ramp. What a women's division title feud we got there. So my fear is starting... Not fear. I guess I don't really care that much either way. I'm not that invested in Indy, but like kind of feeling like transitional champion like jade is back and healthy and that's kind of where they want to go maybe but she sucks she's not as bad as she was uh, i don't know she's better as a heel but that's pretty standard statement from us right like you were literally saying that about zoe stark yeah oh yeah that's in my that's i'll talk about that later as well so uh, yes jade is back and clearly injecting herself into the i was gonna say main event but that's probably not main event anyway the top of the women's division so We'll see what happens there. What else you have? Um. So the big, real news that actually the lead we're big, burying here. Um. Yeah. So WWE got sold to Endeavor, which I think is what a parent company of UFC. Yeah. So that's merging them into a new company. Right. Unnamed. Merger is the word I've seen the most. Yeah. Uh, Vince McMahon's back as executive chairman, and he's now got final saying creative. More on that later. Uh, despite Triple H <laughs> still running that. Uh, and it will see Endeavor hold a 51% controlling right. stake in this newly formed company while existing WWE shareholders hold a 49% interest. Right. So they it's it's a merger with Endeavor having... So the Tony Khan dream 51. is dead. Right. Apparently. So that's what I wanted. That's not happening. The funny thing about talking to like non-wrestling people about this, like your mother, because she's the only person that will listen to me talk about this stuff, right? In the real world. It's like, so ironically... WWE gets sold 
And that's what puts Vince back in charge. Because that's not, that right? was, it was always like he either it's, dies or it gets sold. And your mom is like, huh? Like, what do you mean? How? Because do, it doesn't make sense, right? Like he's been removed, but now they sold it and then he's back. So yes, Endeavor's made the decision that Vince is back on the board or whatever his position is. Making decisions that we don't want him to make is the bottom line, right? So mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're pretty disappointed. he's dis- got a mustache. We're pretty disappointed because we've talked about this I'm very off, disappointed. off air. We're not those people who are yes we like aew much much better than wwe at this point in time but we're not just oh i'm sad now I, I have i'm pretty i pretty much have to hate it now it's it's gonna be inevitable right but we're like if we just like wrestling so if there's more good wrestling that's better like, for us i'll say it we enjoyed wrestlemania we did and we don't want to not enjoy main i love the stuff. bloodline stuff right and that was and we'll give it full credit so Knowing that Vince is back is a little disappointing because, and it's starting to look, I don't know if you're talking about it later, like he may be affecting things, right? So um, he doesn't make good decisions or decisions that we agree with. So I'm a bit nervous because there have been things we've been interested in on main roster and pay-per-view wise, and those (laughs) things may go Mm -hmm. back to peak, like where we're just curious with it. uh, It's already, they already botched the Raw after Mania, so... I know it's, um, it's... I, I've heard I actually started to watch it because I heard so many terrible things about it Lowest I didn't get very rated. far yeah I didn't get very far yeah um what else do I have so I was read about it somewhere else that there was a segment that aired on NXT in some places that you weren't supposed to get and we didn't get it here because when it goes on commercial here uh, we don't even get picture in picture for NXT it's just a full-on commercial that I lovingly skip and get right back to NXT um so we, I found it, and you watched it with me. You kind of liked it. Do you want to describe what it was? I thought it was kind of interesting. It was like, it was some lawyer guy, and he was like roasting the fans. He'd give them like a right. card to deal with whatever issue he projected on them. So right. It was kind of funny. Like I don't know. It reminded me like, like he goes up to a married couple. And I don't he's think like, it's the same, but it reminded me of the Devil's Advocate. Um, Sean O'Hare. Oh yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of that, just like a bit. But I don't. I, it was kind of amusing. Like I hated his name, but like, and I thought a lawyer gimmick would be kind of dumb. But this you was only like, remembered it's kind of interesting. it. Interesting, Luca Crucifino, right? Like it's it's kind of interesting. I guess he's like, like it's those not as bad as I would have thought it was. Those so. shady lawyers that put like commercials on TV constantly and stuff. Like the one was it was a couple, and he said, "What did he say? Like whatever percentage of yeah marriages end in divorce. So here's my card, or um, yeah, basically." Making an insult and then attaching it to a specific fan and giving them mm-hmm. his business. Yeah, card. and it, it was it was it was not bad. And then I think the part we didn't see was that he got taken out by Ivy Nile because it was as she was in the ring ahead of her match. I so. did not see that part. But anyways, we saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, what you got? Speaking of NXT, nice. uh, Noam Dar is back. He is. He never got released. And he that, survived the NXT UK I think we purge. we talked about it at some point like a long time ago. No, like, I don't know. I know he didn't get released. I'm just, right. I was just confused what they are doing with him. Same. So he's back. He debuted on NXT. He brought the Heritage Cup with him. Despite, I know he lost it to Mark Coffey and I know this because I remember and Mark Coffey's name is on the cup. Right. After him. Correct. I know he lost it. I have so heard... they could do heel logic here, but I'm just saying I know he lost it. I have heard nobody mention that fact. I I, I know he did. Well, I cause remember because they... we we thought it was weird. They showed the trophy and it had him as the ch- a champion mm-hmm. in 2019 yeah. or something. Or like and 20, Coffee 2020. I think he was like 21 and he was like 20. I think. 
coffee was like 22 or something. So it was coffee's name on it but after like he, Dars he and a Dar year for, I remember after we Dars. watched yeah. it. We thought yeah. we reviewed it. Yes. We so did. like and it was weird and so I don't know why uh, like I guess like it's no I don't really care but I'm just saying it's weird like And I'll talk about it here cuz it was one of my high spots. It'll just uh save us time later so that's fine. Um considering so whose match did he interrupt? That was Fraser and Dragon Lee, right? I think. So if that's the target they're going after for this division, if you want to call it one, I'm all for it because I I was they skeptical. Need to get rid of the cup, though, I said that from it's the kind of very funny. Beginning. It's so like dumb. That's like, but that's like a Bobby Lashley started defending the Andre Trophy in I matches. Like, it is. I I like the Heritage title as a as a decent idea, but like give him a belt. Yeah, it's um. That's my only complaint about it. Because the matches are cool and I was Dar is nice, but like the the cup is dumb. The last several Heritage Cup rules matches, I, I really, really like them. And I was skeptical at first, right? But it leads to somebody frantically going for pins and hitting as much offense as fast as they can near the end. And it kind of makes it exciting, I guess. If you have wrestlers that with decent stamina it's, and stuff it's and more interesting to me than the pure matches have me too come to be which i on paper i wouldn't think would be the case no but it's the fact that the the heritage ones really build right it usually and starts you know out, how long it's going to be generally starts out like grappling and just kind of feeling each other out and then by the end it's like yeah. frantic somebody's trying and to get still a got bait in there he could yeah. do it i think he's the one dar beat um axioms in there who's like again also a former champion if you want to kind of go there i am loving nxt's roster right now and also so you can add dart who's the group i always talk about i know this is lame for everybody um, but starting so with carmelo Me- Mello, yeah axiom yep i'd say fraser me too uh, Dragon, Dragon Lee. Lee, Wesley, yes, Dar, yes, Bait. I would even throw Joe Coffee in there. Joe Coffee, right? So there's eight. Um, that's that is a. I swear there was more though. There probably is. Um, I'll keep thinking as you in talk. any combination, right? If they are gonna focus on that talent, I feel like NXT is on its way back, and maybe JD McDonough, Dragonoff. Correct. There so there's go. ten, ten talents I that there. I love. I got there. Coffee being like I like him quite a bit. I wouldn't say he's quite in the tier of everybody else, but like. In, in good, ring good wise, to be in there. all capable of awesome stuff. So I'm yeah. pretty, maybe Noem Dar's debut brings Jack back to NXT watching. Because you watched probably more than half this week. I was literally just waiting to see Noem Dar. I know. Um, so yeah, he is back. I don't know how I felt about his debut in terms it was of just okay, but like, interrupting I'm a match. Just, it's Noem Dar. It is. He, he has the ability to be funny heel, but not yeah, stupid. It was, it right? was funny. Um, I was watching the guys do the edge quiz, the sash club wrestling i was telling you about and mm-hmm. so they were like is the question of like who did edge cheat on vicky with like that was the wedding player and i just want to be like alicia fox uh, that that part was so funny i and we <laughs> were saying that or that we really liked him though because yeah. that was the 205 live days we were just saying that around the house randomly yeah because it was awesome that's like me going yeah um what do i have here the wwe draft is set to return in a matter of weeks i guess triple h announced it on it's, smackdown it said everyone that's eligible correct which is it doesn't mean everyone's drafted just means everyone's eligible but so what they usually do then right is if you draft the u.s champion the other yes, one will grab the intercontinental but that and more draws my eyes to roman and sam and kevin getting them away because, from each other or move together because no because they have unified titles yeah so 
you do you split them i guess like, is that like i'm wondering how that's gonna play out because if you draft them like say you keep roman smack and you draft them to raw then one shows without a world title one shows without a tag title right and the thing is i i think with roman if you split the belts that's fine i don't think that changes much honestly i think that's probably better for them yeah but like i think one world title also works pretty well I if do too. he's on both shows and but I don't want this tag title split. They clearly cannot sustain them because the tag titles didn't mean Jack until the Usos really unified them yes. and then brought them up a bunch to main event. And that's what I was going to say. It kind of depends because we're spoiled with like a clear, super awesome champion, I would argue, both belts at the time, right? And it's going to depend who who is that undisputed champion to yeah, me. Yeah. I think certain people can't pull it off is what I'm saying. I, I think guess. two world titles is fine. I I'm too. also okay with one. Me too. Um, I'm the fewer belts guy. Usually you're right. the more belts guy. I'm okay with one or two that I can just take it or leave it, whatever. But I think tag titles a women's style. You need to unify them. Yes. I don't think the divisions can sustain two Fair. separate ones. Depth of the field should be, I think two world titles yep. is perfectly Consider. fine. Um, if that's what they want to do, but I think the tag titles and definitely the women's title, they can barely sustain a tag team division. Where I think they can sustain two singles belts. I know. Like I don't think that works. I agree. So that's me. That'd be interesting. And I was thinking like, I don't know if we'll find the time, but it's just an idea. Like we should do like our own draft, draft. like with the rosters, yeah. and just like see how that works out. It'd be fun. I would think it'd be interesting. It would. Um, I can't remember what I was just gonna say. Something about oh, I would be fine if they even went the women's tag was for all three. That's what they used to do. Right, because they kind of like Remember they had the sending whole, people back to NXT right now. So. They, they had the whole thing where it was like, um, so That's Kai how, and Gonzalez right. won the Dusty Classic. Lost and they, it they the did day. challenge Baszler and Nia Jax for the main roster right. tag. But then there was some squeeze finish and Pierce brought a raw ref in. So then Regal is like, they get the, NXT gets their own belts now. Oh, yeah. And they just appeared out of thin air. And then they lost on the same day. Correct. I remember that part. Interesting. Uh, what else do you have? I have two other things that are pretty quick. As you steal my ice cold water, how dare you? Um, AEW is making their UK debut in August at Wembley Stadium for All In. No, not All Out. All In. Yeah, and I, like I said, a, a big announcement, but they made it this game changing, whatever, whatever. And, and I was like, okay, to, it's I guess cool, couple of that Nigel McGuinness is in AEW, so that's cool. Yeah, I, I like would that. stick him on commentary instead of doing because he was on um, Supercard of Honor commentary yeah which um, i didn't honestly, really even clue into my favorite announcing that i remember was him and morrow i do like him a um lot. i they always had like a i think they used to have like percy watson with them that i didn't love but like i like those two i love them together and percy like, said Ma very little so yeah for the most part and um morrow was like always like super over the top and like he really brought energy to it which yeah. i loved and then nigel was like he was kind of like the excalibur of yeah. nxt that we used to have so like i, I love that team um, that would be my dream team. I put them with Excalibur. That would be my dream team. I find Nigel can be heel commentary without coming could, across yeah. as like a cartoon character yeah, yeah. as well. So. Right. So I would love them and Excalibur. That's my dream team right there. Yeah. And regarding All In taking place at Wembley. I, I was think just, that's pretty cool though. I was just seeing. It is. It's going to be a, a spectacle if they can fill the place. And related to that, Meltzer's already reporting that pre-sale registration. So people registering to buy tickets had 25,000 signups. So depending right that could be even bigger because a very few people are signing up to buy one ticket you know what i mean so it could be already like it's 50 60,000 tickets going for mm -hmm. the it holds up to 90,000 that, apparently that'll be insane speaking of attendance i saw somewhere else that guess how much wwe you know they always lie about 
how, their attendance. Guess how much they lied by? Because I think they said what, it, like ten thousand. I think they said both nights were over eighty, right? Like I think it was eighty-one Just and over. eighty-four. Like, what ten thousand? They lied by like twenty thousand each wow. night. So it's sixty, like low sixty. How, do you, how does it even work? They can figure out actual tickets sold. I think. Um, I don't know. Mm. I, I, I don't know how yes. they do it, but they're known for constantly. I've heard Tony Khan thinking about doing like more, like, or he wants to do some sort of WrestleMania kind of thing, where it's like some like week of. But it feels stuff. like this All In will kind of be like well, that. All In was a huge thing the first time. The thing I'm most excited about because I don't really care. It's in UK. I don't really care. It's in a stadium. Like cool, whatever. But that they're gonna have to like this they're gonna have to pack that card right this is the one show that they're just gonna have to make sure it's awesome so that's great for us right mm -hmm. like hopefully it gets us some storytelling ahead of it and just some awesome matches on the show yeah which it should so i that's feel like cool. forbidden door will at least be just the awesome matches happen yes that. without so much build i but, mean hopefully it's better than last year but oh yeah see. we're uh we're a week away from going to impact what is it impact? Uh, rebellion yeah Hardcore we got war yeah i'll, I'll I think I talk about it in the high spot, so I won't say it here, but some really cool matches, a couple cool matches that yeah. I'm pretty excited about mm -hmm. seeing. Uh, do you have more news? I only have one more um, thing. Thankfully for us, uh, Charlotte Flair is taking some time off after Mania. She is, just for whatever reason. More surgery. Yeah. You didn't catch up on that match, did you? Nope. <laughs> well. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't re I didn't erase it yet, but... Uh, I just forgot. I meant to, and then I just... I just yeah, it's, I think it's worth it. The only other news I have, and I'm sick, so I went back and specifically watched a clip of it because I didn't notice in real time on Supercard of Honor, but Dante Martin, uh, gruesome is probably the word. He took a destroyer off a ladder bridge in the ring over the top through four tables. It was pretty tables. nuts. I saw the spot. I didn't see the injury either, but the spot itself was pretty nuts. But when I looked back, went back and looked specifically for the injury... I'm not even surprised that you get injured on something like that, because was, it was nuts. In his... What is it? Left foot? Oh, I, One of his feet. Uh -huh. I can't remember which. Is like on pretty much backwards so like another ray phoenix kind of thing sid sid terrible sid. injury but again these guys are pushing the envelope pretty far right so this kind of stuff has to happen unfortunately i mean that's a highlight real thing for the martins years. just can't catch a break right no. like well uh, at least it's not darius right this time, i would have okay? felt really bad if it was I, him yeah again. even yeah. though i prefer dante and i but think i would have felt do. worse if it was him because he's yeah, already for sure he's already gone through enough maybe now he gets a dante run right uh, that is all I have for news. Uh, last one was the f uh, I got a list of all the changes Vince made to oh, Mania nice. and post-Mania Raw. So I did hear there's a couple tweaks to Mania. We Yeah, there's only two. So there was a segment with LA Knight and Bobby Lashley that was canned. Um, and that left Lashley just come out and parade with the trophy. I feel like LA Knight's kind of over. So I don't... People are... I've seen people like LA Knight. I kind of like LA Knight. We think he's a perfect fit for main roster, I, right? And I'll see... I'll, like seeing all the people, like I kind of like get into the hype because I, I like LA Knight. We do the yeah. I, he's funny. He is. So, um, I, so I think that's an I, odd choice. I would have given him the win if I'm being honest. I don't know what this does for Lashley. I would have found a way to get him on, right? Because he's so good it's at interacting. An, it's with an the LA crowd. card. Correct. Right. Yeah, I would have found a way. I don't. I, I would have. And then the other thing I don't really care about is they brought Shotzi's tank for her entrance, and then they just didn't use it. It would. Got enough gas to get all the way down that giant ramp. I don't know, or don't battery know. power, or whatever. But not the, a big. The, the mess. dart doesn't shoot that far. Don't mind that edit so much, by no, I don't really care. Um, so then for Raw, um, there's a Cody Rhodes segment uh, showing him talking on the phone that was pulled. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess that's interesting. Uh, Bad Bunny was likely to be involved in an angle with the LWO, which right. is just Mysterio and Legato. Yeah, I heard it's back and that the logo is exactly the same and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, to be fair for a while, I mean, literally on their Trons in the game, Legada and Phantasm's got the LWO logo, but it's LDF. Right. Yeah, that's true. They yeah. did have those shirts. But And, and their baby face, so yep. baby faces. Makes sense. Um, internally, uh, Zayn and Owens versus Straight Profits, which did happen, uh, was listed as a tag title match, but that was not reflected on television as it was not. Um, Candice LeRae and Piper Niven had matches cut an hour before the show. Wow. Um, which I think may coincide with... Actually, I don't know if it coincides with it because maybe they had different matches, but I think it might be similar. Because um, originally they were going to run two triple threat matches as part of a mini tournament to determine the next Raw Women's title contender. Those were ditched late. Uh, instead, we got a women's tag title contendership match, which is infinitely more interesting. Right. Um, Omos and... So yeah, finally, Omos versus Elias was a last-minute addition. Came so late that Omos had to scramble to find his gear. He had not planned on wrestling. I did hear that, that he was like, oh god, I hope I have gear here. Yeah, and so like the Raw after Mania is really lame. I'll kind of talk about it later, but there's really not a lot. They haven't done a good Raw after Mania since... Right. Like, and I don't know. It used to be even when my interest in main roster was waning, this it was, was the one yeah. thing like, alright, cool, we got... I should probably stop thinking like that, but I, every year I'm like, well, check... I We didn't yeah. even actually check it out, but like I'm always like interested to see and people it. hated this episode I so i only watched maybe the first half it hour didn't 40 look minutes like much was interesting no certainly did not all right so i think what we'll do is transition into like all the stuff we watched on the weekend i don't know what Mania all week recap that's pretty good Mania so, weekend recap and i'll find a little bit of a jingle to play right about now All right, so we're going to go back to Stand and Deliver. Feels like a month ago now. We watched, I've watched so much wrestling in between then and now, but I actually went through my notes to... So I have notes for pretty much everything that we watch. So we'll start with Pretty, or pretty Deadly because it's the first thing in my notes. With Stand and Deliver, going to go through it hopefully quickly and talk about it. So Pretty Deadly are the hosts, and they like the opening segment is just them previewing each of the matches on the card. I thought they do a good job, right? And it went by pretty quickly. It didn't bother me at all. They're a pretty entertaining group. First match we get is, do you remember? Um, Because you're going no notes. ladder match? It was. The six-woman ladder match for the NXT Women's Championship. We've got Tiffany Stratton versus Gigi Dolan versus Rox and Perez versus Lyra Valkyria, Zoe Stark, Indy Hartwell. You might want to pull up our predictions because I think you've destroyed me and you're going to enjoy that, so... Um, at least for Mania, yes. Yes. <laughs> that was actually really funny how you... We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we will definitely get there. So, um, your pick to win this was... We definitely... Uh, we both picked Perez. So, neither of us got it right. That's for darn sure. I don't think there's many people... I, I would love to know who actually genuinely Me picked too. this. Me too. Uh, so, some women are already in the ring, and a couple get an entrance, which I thought was an interesting choice for a pay-per-view. You couldn't, that was really weird. Couldn't make the time for entrances. But anyways... Um, we have Perez on fire early. Head serves her to Stark, sends her into a uh, spear Stratton in the corner. Stratton kicks a ladder into Perez to take Perez out for a while. Stark then does the same thing to Dolan, and then Valkyria does it to Indy Hartwell. Um, Valkyria pins Perez in the corner with a ladder and suplexes Dolan onto a ladder. We get a Stark block blockbuster to Stratton off the apron onto the floor. Indy tips over a ladder with Perez and Stratton on it at one point. Uh, Dolan then runs Indy face first onto a ladder. And then Dolan does the spot where she has the ladder over her head, right, on her shoulders, and is just spinning around, taking people out. I never think it looks very good. 
Mm, oh, yeah, like the helicopters. Just been, because they yeah. have to, like, protect themselves, right? Because or else they will get destroyed by a ladder. So I, I don't know. It's never my favorite. But uh, Dolan then backdrops uh, Valkyria onto a ladder, and Valkyria takes a crossbody from Stark while still lying on the ladder. We get a rolling senton by Stratton to Dolan on a ladder as well. Lots of ladders involved here, which, of course, makes sense. Perez and Stratton fall off of a ladder, and then Indy hits a really painful-looking spinebuster to Stratton on a ladder. I don't know if you remember that spot. Yeah, kind of. Split-legged twisting senton by Stark to Indy on a ladder. Uh, Pop rocks to Stark. A Stratton powerbomb is countered, and Stratton uh, ends up hitting the floor. We get Dolan swinging Perez into the ladder before hitting a crucifix bomb, and a missile drop kick by Valkyrie to Stark off the apron. Stark lands on top of Indy on top of a ladder on the floor. Um, Valkyria and Dolan are then on a ladder. Valkyria's thrown off. Dolan's all alone, looking like she's going to grab the title. But good old JC Jane shows up, right? Punches Dolan off of the ladder. I thought she would do more if you're going to take out Dolan. It was very minimal, right? Yeah. Uh, then Stratton climbs the ladder. Indy ends up tipping it over. Stratton falls over the ropes onto a bunch of others on the floor. This leaves Indy all alone, but she's struggling to climb the ladder because obviously Indy can't win this, right? So right. something has to happen to get her off of this ladder. Dexter Loomis shows up, and instead he helps her climb the ladder, and she grabs the belt and wins, question mark, is in my notes. Why? Um, I don't know. This, so this was a 17-minute uh, match to get to this point. That um, I, almost nobody picked, I would say. I, I'm very, very surprised by this decision. A fun... Bewildered. I thought it was a fun car crash of an opener. Like, these women worked their butts off and were willing to just land on ladders repeatedly. But, yeah, I'm questioning the result, right? Indy's been... I watch the show every week and talk about it. She's been spinning her wheels for months. I think ever since The Way, and even yeah. then, she was the most inconsequential member of that. And the, the way they wrote, the way, way were gone, and she made, like, one little comment about it, and that was it. So she's been, like, not really winning either, so no real attention on her. The decision to have her win here, it's kind of questionable. It makes me feel like transitional champion, because I don't feel like... Indy's been there a long time and had a lot of chances to sort of ascend i don't feel like they're just giving her this because they really believe it feels like there's some other agenda i don't know i could be wrong right but um i thought the match itself was good everyone took a beating but the bizarre finish and a baby face needing help right to get the championship was a bit yeah it reminds me a bit of the james ellsworth thing it hurt it a little bit for me but a, a good opener overall um and the crowd was into it so it gets everybody energized so a decent I would say a good opener, not amazing, but a good match for sure. You? Um, uh, I thought it was all right. I think some of the spots were cool, but um, I don't know. I kind of wish I wish the men's was a ladder match because it was always uh, yes. really good. But um, Although I, I don't think they needed ladders. Those guys. No, for the for a women's match though, like in NXT, I thought it was pretty good though. The result is just the weirdest. Yes. And I, I think, was, like, so confused. I think that division's okay as well. I like Perez, I like Stratton, I like Valkyria and Stark, right? So yeah. not a big Dolan or JC Jane fan, but I think there there is some talent in that division. Mm -hmm. So hopefully going forward we get some interesting storytelling, um, mature storytelling rather than some of the the bizarre stuff we get. But anyways, <laughs> next match is for the NXT Tag Team titles. And I'm doing these um, recaps, I'm not going to be talking about any sort of ads or other segments and things. It's mostly just going to be the matches. So it is Gallus taking on the Creed Brothers, taking on D uh, Tony D'Angelo and Stax uh, Channing. Stax Lorenzo? Is that correct? Yeah. Nice. Um, so kind of a strange dynamic. All three of these are basically baby faces. It's come out of um, 
Gallus having this being at this pub and people coming and drinking with them and then getting matches and playing pool and darts and whatnot. So it's actually made Gallus a little interesting to me. I'm not going to lie, which is helpful. That'll get um, better. And what you liked about this is the triple threat rules. They actually did it the way that you should do it. Right. And that they all break down into anyways. So why not just do this? Right. Well, then it's like it makes a little more sense with the, I don't know, just like. And then it's actually like a triple threat the whole yes, time. Yes, exactly. If it's triple threat tag, that's triple threat rules. Yeah. I agree. Uh, so and then Jul- you can't tag into someone else. You tag into your partner. Right. So then that also keeps that more in line with tag rules. Correct. Just better all the way around. Yeah. Should be mandatory. Exactly. Uh, Julius is a beast. He's ragdolling stacks early on until Tony blindsides Wait, him and, and I takes don't th- over. They didn't do that in the Mania Tag Showcase, right? What's that? Uh, the, the No. The, so see they're so inconsistent yeah. with it it's so dumb um we get some sort of bizarre because i had a question mark like tony d'angelo does like a corkscrew suplex thing to yeah. julius that looked really cool that i'm not quite sure what it was the creed both of the creeds moonsault off the apron onto others brawling on the floor we get you corrected me assisted fairy tale ending by the creeds to wolfgang on the floor yeah um gallus take control with brawling we get Julius belly to belly overhead to everybody, I think, and Kip up in between. Like he's a he's a beast, that guy, man. He's a star written all over him. If he can get his promos a little more refined, um, then Stax gets a little time on fire, but he misses his senton on the floor. Wolfgang sells it anyways. Remember, he just didn't hit it. Oh Wolfgang yeah, he just jumped over. Him. Right, and Wolfgang's still selling it. Uh, we get coffee on top. Oh yes, this part, another miss. Right, we get. Uh, so what Julius is at the bottom with Joe Coffee or sorry, yeah, Mark it was Coffee, like a d- the double electric chair spot, right? On his shoulders, and then stacks up on top of Coffee. So Julius has two men on top of him, which is crazy. Their spot was supposed to be the Brutus ball off the top, uh, sort of like double doomsday, but it didn't really hit. Did not hit. Um, the double electric chair was cool though. I was just surprised we even got that, but um, and so I'm, I can forgive the the sorry execution, but still, it was not. And I guess if not you're great. towered up that high, even a grazing thing will knock you over, to be fair. But Still, I'm but not even sure it was I wish it looked glancing. Better. Agree. Um, Stax and Tony double-team Julius, but can't get a pinfall. And then Tony and Stax double-suplex Mark Coffey. Um, but Joe makes the save, takes out... Uh, Joe Coffey's back. Joe Coffey returns, yes. Takes out Tony D'Angelo with the clothesline. Throws Stax back in the ring for Gallus' much-improved finisher. Oh, yeah, it was like a knee into like an airplane spin drop. Instead it was actually kind of cool. Like a kick into a power slam. It looked like more impactful and like I, cooler. I would say their finisher has leveled up. I would say it has leveled up. <laughs> so this match was only eight minutes. They Really? Yeah, they did a lot of work in eight minutes. I it thought, felt longer. I thought enough, Not even in a bad way. It just felt like yeah, longer. No, like there was a lot going on. So I, I thought, thought it was solid. Me too. I thought it was fun. Again, a bit of a curious finish to me. Um, cause they've been sort of like baby faces up to this point, but now Joe Coffey comes and helps them cheat to retain. So it doesn't bother me too you much. I guess can turn them, I guess. And like they pinned one of the family, right? So I guess that keeps them face. True. And a good, good action in this, a couple misses, right? Obviously along <laughs> the way. Literally. Senton and the double, whatever it was. Um, but I think other than that, it was solid. I do um, too. I think they did try to like force a lot of stacks and d'angelo just to kind of get that more across because they haven't teamed a lot no they have but um i think generally it was solid me too and i just i'm wondering what's going to happen with the creeds because their momentum's kind of slow and i think they need uh, a new storyline or you pick this one nice or maybe they're off to main roster right because they could go Oops. for sure already mm-hmm. um because their stars just cooled off a little bit lately 
And I wonder what's happening with Roddy. My other note in the moment was two out of two matches have someone return to affect the finish. Maybe space these out, right? Because yeah. it's the same thing one after the other. Um, then we move Except in. Except one makes sense. Right. Then we move into the match I was most looking forward to. One of my most anticipated matches of this weekend. And that's the North American title. Yeah. With five of the, what did we count up on earlier? Ten. Five uh, of the ten guys I... The NXT ten. Right, I think so. Instead of the SmackDown six. So it's Wesley defending against Dragon Lee. No relation. JD McDonough, Axiom, Ilya Dragunov. Um, Axiom's got the white. <laughs> yes. My first note is family stopped by. Not many notes. I just wanted to enjoy this match because Momo and Ben stopped by for oh, a few minutes. Oh, that's when... Right okay. here. So yeah. Um, so we started out action all over the place with everyone. Then it kind of settled into two or three guys at a time, just doing awesome stuff. You had a somersault dive by uh, Dragon Lee over the top onto two guys, and he lands on his feet. McDonough hit a moonsault onto two guys on the floor, a twisting senton on Wesley, and a Spanish fly on Dragon Lee, I think. We did get to see a devil inside suplex. Yeah. Uh, for two, Ilya stopped the referee's count on that one. I don't even know. I didn't even write who he hit it on, but Ilya broke up the pin. He's a dumb old poo. Multiple people come at JD with running kicks and drop kicks. Dragunov hits a German suplex. Wesley jumped off the top with some sort of twisting splash onto four other people. Dragon Lee hit a sit-out powerbomb for a two-count on Wesley. Uh, Ilya got a superplex on Axiom, a running forearm for two, but Wesley broke up the pinfall there. Yeah, it's like where he's on the ground, just like a, he drops a forearm on him. It looks pretty gnarly. It does look. He looks like he's just everything is so forceful with Dragunov, mm -hmm. right? One of my favorite spots of the weekend, probably, and it wasn't a major like through a four tables or anything was the golden ratio um wesley yeah, doing the hands caught him in the cardiac kick it just That's like cool. perfect i've i started i've tried i started trying playing axiom in 2k yeah. he's pretty fun to play with he i would imagine uh the finish building into I we, enjoy a good golden ratio now. we get it's awesome we get wesley Ilya, dragonov and dragon lee all exchanging strikes in the ring kicks punches forearms chops dragon hits a high knee on Ilya, but Ilya comes back with a clothesline Dragunov goes for his running forearm onto Dragon Lee, but Wes ends up hitting his cardiac kick to Dragunov and picking up the win Wait, and retaining. The, car the cardio kick? Yeah, that's right. Same thing, Booker <laughs> T says. The cardio kid. Um, so just under 20 minutes, like just over 19, I guess. I thought this was fantastic. Pretty much super happy because I had really high expectations, and I think it met them for me just combination of high spots fantastic in-ring work all five of these guys are amazing well, we picked different people but neither of us picked it right so with no that's just a push on that one i'll take mm -hmm. it because i didn't do well this weekend against you <laughs> he so. did not so i thought dragonov looked amazing he and axiom were the standouts in this for me but everybody contributed uh if i were to nitpick i would say i don't think dragon lee was featured as much as he not could as be. much as you would think for a debut but i think all around it was really entertaining and looked good in the spots he got right yeah. but yeah i w did not disappoint i wanted to see this match i love this match i put it on my list there's a few would, matches yeah. made the list here I, I made a bit of a list myself just to remember yeah I, put, I left a spot for you in that document. I shared oh, it with you. Okay, and I even I'll, probably have a table for you already. I'll, uh, I'll have to manage that then. Yeah, I, I love this match. You? Um, also, that reminds me. I'll just mention it. I've, I've been, uh, part, you know, because it was partially your idea, but I've been curating a trivia doc. Oh, of, yeah. Like weird trivia. There's going to be a flipped trivia a week coming up where he grills well, me. On Yeah, what was it? Um, I know stuff I showed in and you 
don't, don't know, know stuff, stuff I should. should. Yeah, that's right, that's, the, that's the, gimmick. the gimmick. That's the gimmick. The All things right. that I should know for watching stuff every week for fifteen years that I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas you know stuff that you weren't alive for. Yeah. All yeah. Mo- that's most stuff. That's your wheelhouse. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this was this was really fun. Um. I I was hoping for Jane McDonough, but that, that's okay. I didn't fully expect that. But the, there was a lot of cool spots in here, and it was. Like, also it was, good. there's never a dull moment no. right so that made it really fun um there's a lot of nice sequences and honestly like i think axiom had the spot of the match yes i love um, that, that was really nice and i think wesley um i think he got a good finish to it too i don't remember exactly how he did, but he kind of came in like somewhat out of nowhere to yes. hit it or something like that yeah I th- oh i think like dragonov was like going for like a torpedo moscow i think he kind of hit him in in that so that was cool the finish was good too um, I think Wesley's a fair choice entertainer. I think that's fine. Like he's been kind of having a pretty good run. Yeah, he is. So, um, I thought this was really good. Definitely my favorite part of the show. He's doing that um, take all on all comers open challenge babyface mm-hmm. stuff, and I don't love him on the mic a lot sometimes, but in ring he's super fun. And this mm-hmm. group of guys, man, like yeah, there's just combinations they can go with forever. Where I'll Honestly, be excited. Honestly, um, looking at them, they should keep Gargano around for a while. I that would be amazing, and that is the next match to segue. So. I had high expectations for that five-way, and I it delivered. My expectations weren't as high for this, and it's Grayson Waller and Johnny Gargano. Um, this match, man, I love this match, I'll tell you right now. I'm not going to lie to you. So it really um, went beyond my expectations. So Waller tries to sneak attack Gargano right away with a chair because Grayson Waller. Um, Gargano's one step ahead and super kicks him, hits a suicide dive that sends Waller into the announce table. Waller gets control. Takes a bit of time to yell at Vic Joseph, which I thought was funny. So Gargano ends up attacking Waller and hits him with something from the announce table. I couldn't even identify what it was. I don't know if it was... I don't think it was a tablet or anything. But was it, it a monitor? Might have been. Something he grabbed off there. Gargano gets a trash can and kendo stick and a chair from under the ring. A slingshot spear to Waller and a trash can shot. Trash can lid out of nowhere. Remember when Gargano's diving out of the ring? He dove right into a trash can. Yeah, you didn't really see it coming. It looked awesome. So that shifts the momentum. Waller then sets up six chairs on the floor and then chokes Gargano with um, with one of the chairs. We get a series of counters leading to a Waller buckle bomb. More counters lead to an inside-out suplex onto the six chairs set up on the floor. And I'm not sure who got the worst of it there. There was no... It almost looked like Gargano hit as many chairs as Waller did. Uh, Gargano then gets a table and sets it up on the floor. Waller um, gets a knee off of a slingshot attempt and that turns the tide. Deadeye countered by Gargano into head scissors on the floor. I think it was. That's my best description anyways. Rolling cutter on the floor by Waller. He power bombs Gargano through the table. Sends Gargano back into the ring. It was kind of like a stiff landing. It reminds me. It, it was. was. I think it was kind of reminiscent of it looks similar when he did it when Gargano left. Yeah. Or it was gone for a while. Yeah. So there's a good near fall there. We get a chair to Gargano's midsection. A sidewalk slam onto a chair that's been set up. Kendo stick to Gargano's back and stomach. He taunts Candice and the baby at this point, who are at ringside. We get a missed chair shot to Gargano's head on the steps. Kendo shots to Waller. Candice ends up jumping the rail and just wears out Waller with Kendo stick attack. Waller finally catches one, but Gargano hits him from behind with another Kendo stick. One final beat, but Waller kicks out. Awesome near fall there. Like, I was pretty sure it was over at that point. Uh, Gargano escape is now locked in, but Waller uses an eye gouge to break it. Uh, we get a flipping sort of unprettier by Waller that you told me I've seen He's before, but I always forget, and I think it looks awesome every time. Um, 
And I made a note here that Waller's back is just destroyed at this point. You get a clear shot of it. Trash can on top of Johnny Gargano, coast to coast with the garbage can on Gargano for a two count. Uh, Gargano puts a put on always oh, put on a table with the chair on top of him. Waller climbs the ropes. Uh, Gargano ends up throwing the chair in Waller's face and power bombs Waller through the announce table really hard. That was a nice spot too. Low blow rolling cutter by Waller for two. Chair shots to Gargano lying on the mat. Waller's talking more trash. Gargano stoops to a low blow himself. Hits chair shots to Waller. Chair neck, uh, chair neck chair shot. Oh, he puts it around his neck and hits the other chair to so spin that, it around. So that you can get the illusion of a headshot. Right. Uh, and then a Gargano escape and it's over. Waller finally has to tap out in 18 minutes. This match I thought was fantastic. I put it on my list. Uh, I think this further establishes Waller, right, as a big-time talent. He has the ability to just be so hateable, but in a way that he's not the cowardly heel, you know what I mean? He's this super obnoxious, abrasive, but he's not afraid to fight you either, and I think he's terrific. Gargano is amazing in big matches, right? We just... And the thing that bugs me about this is he's criminally underused on main roster, right? Like, this is the stuff this guy's capable He hasn't been doing of. much in... Right. Uh, main roster since he came back. No. So, so I'm, I agree. Give him some time on NXT. These two beat the hell out of each other. Um, Waller's just a great despicable heel. Gargano is the family man who's been pushed too far, right? The story leading up to this was pretty good. So the baby face got his revenge here. I don't really think the loss hurts Waller after a performance like this, especially. Um, so I just thought it was a fitting end to a pretty decent story and a great, great match. Love this match. You? Uh, yeah, I thought uh, it was pretty good. I mean, I think it gets a little close by the five way, but um, this I one do had, too. It's it was close. like pretty brutal because like Waller, like you could see his back, like the welts forming. Because despite on. being like this pretty boy, he is willing to do whatever. He, took a he beat does not care. Yeah, there are some sweet spots in here. Um, I like the the table power bomb. Like I said, looked like pretty it like did. it looked like it actually would break the table. Whereas like instead of like the table just kind of collapsing around the move. It's like he actually had to, like, put him through to break it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it was kind of like a, a... The table almost stood its ground, you know? It did. It tried. It, like, buckled. It did. It actually, like, buckled. So that was cool. Um, Instead think, of looking like it's engineered to fall apart. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's what I liked. Um, and, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. The, the result makes sense. Of Waller was always going to lose, but that's not really going to hurt him much. I don't think so. Um, we both pick Gargano. Nice. Wow. I wasn't sure. But it just felt the way, like, you go to his house and mess with his family, right? It's like, he's got to get his comeuppance, especially mm -hmm. Gargano. Uh, next, we get the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match, which is Fallon Henley and Ke Kiana James, with Briggs and Jensen in tow, taking on the Witches, which are Isla Dawn and Alba <laughs> Fire. Um, and I put, this is a pretty tough spot to have your match. Hey, you're going on after the five-way and... And the unsanctioned yeah, match that was amazing. Yeah, kind of like Have the, fun. the buffer spot. Right, this is the cool down, I guess. Um, and my, uh, my next note says, snacking will affect note-taking for first half of this. <laughs> um, immediate fire flipping senton to the floor. Crowd is kind of dead for this. Like, the you can't expect them to have much energy left right now. Blockbuster by Henley to uh, Isla Dawn. Witches use heel tactics multiple times while ref is not looking. Tandem gory bomb by the heels to Henley for two. Uh, drop kick power bomb combination by Henley and James to fire for two. Gord Buster by fire, running double knees by Dawn. Henley breaks up the pinfall. James asks Jensen for the bag to cheat at the end of this. 
and he's sort of hemming and hawing about doing it. Briggs is there telling him not to do it, and the indecision leads to the heels taking over, backstabber by Dawn, and she kind of holds her on her knees while um, Fire goes up for a senton, and they pin Kiana James after almost nine minutes. Um, I thought this was fine. I don't know about you, but like... Uh, it was okay. It was about what I expected. We also both picked this. Didn't feel much more than a TV match to me, to be honest. Um, I'm glad the titles are taken away from that storyline that's on every week that I don't really care about. And speaking of that, it looks like it's going to continue, right? Because And it does when we get to NXT because <laughs> Jensen's indecision, right, cost his girlfriend and his best friend the championships. So obviously we're going to have to delve deeply into that on the next month or two. Um Mm-hmm. I think Fire and Dawn are a solid tag team, actually. I'm glad Fire has something to do because she's awesome and just wasted in NXT. I just hope they're not leaning too far into the spooky magic stuff, which they kind of do on Tuesday. So um, there are not a lot of teams in that division. Quick, name the women's tag team division. Um, um, I only had one. Uh, Katana and... Correct. Ch- and Chance Game and Carter Carter. and... I guess Henley and Kiana, but they're even like... Can they coexist to a certain point, right? Yeah. So I don't know if there's any other ones. Uh, Taxi not, and Nile are done. No, they're done. Toxic Attraction's done. Done. So it's a two-team so, division. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about this, right? Uh, then we get the main event. Uh, Carmelo Hayes taking on Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship. Very early on, Melo falls off the ropes, right? And yeah. then they take to it. And I feel like that's kind of... The story of this match, or almost like a microcosm of this match. There's just something off here, and I don't yeah, a little know bit. what it was. Mel's knee pad was kind of off because it got messed up. <laughs> so um, we get a Frankensteiner stalling suplex, kip up standing moonsault by Braun at one point. A lengthy headlock by Braun for some reason uh, leads to an overhead throw. Mello kicks out Braun's leg, and Braun falls into the turnbuckle, and then Mello takes over then. Springboard clothesline by Mello, followed by a lengthy armbar that kind of seemed out of place in a championship match, just holding an armbar for quite a while when that's not really what Mello does. Yeah. Anyways, hip toss shoulder tackle by Braun. The crowd is pretty silent considering the stakes for this. It's like the face of the franchise sort of thing. Uh, Trick gets thrown out by the ref, um, and Braun flips onto Trick and Mello before Trick can leave. We get a top rope bulldog by Braun for two, face first slam and a cutter by Mello for two. Outside in suplex by Mello for two. Top rope Rana from Braun. They sit and stare at each other from across the ring and then have a strike exchange right after. Crowd starts to wake up a little bit around this point. You get a bronze spear, but the ref gets hit as well. Steiner recliner. Mello's tapping, but no referees. Um, Trick is back. just giving him the actual win. Like I agree. The finish of this annoys me greatly. Well, and if Mello's kind of doing face and this kind of reverse. Doesn't make sense. I'm okay with him being healed, but just like for continuity. Same. Correct. So what we're talking about is Trick comes back with a belt shot. Which didn't look great, by the way. No, and then puts Hayes on top of Braun just conveniently as the ref wakes up. And Braun just barely kicks out there. Um, We get a press slam countered into a lung blower by Hayes. And then nothing but net, and it's over after 16 minutes. Um, Disappointing for me, for sure. A little bit. Because I love Melo, you love Melo. And I think Braun is fine. Like, he's capable. His matches are usually... There's just... I wanted this to feel like a big match and like the passing of the torch from the guy that's been the champion forever to Mello, who is like undeniable to me, right? Like this is the guy that should have it, but it didn't feel like that, right? No. Um, 
the build to this was better than the match, and that's always disappointing, right? Something just seemed off for parts of this. Yeah, it just it didn't seem to connect that well. Like lack of chemistry, because sometimes people just work really well together. And I think the dynamic was kind of skewed because yes, Mello wasn't full heel in this build. The build so, to this made Mello like be a babyface, basically. I think he could do, but like I don't think he should have done. And the aftermath, it makes more sense once we talk about the episode right, of NXT, I still. guess. But I agree, like. There was also a couple like lengthy basic submissions in the middle of this that didn't add anything and felt like not something Mello does. Slowing the momentum. So I got the result I wanted, but not the match I wanted. I don't think not you the, were ever not going to get the result. Not the crowd I expected either. Like it wasn't bad, but it was closer to bad than excellent to me, which sucks because I really was looking forward to this. But anyways, um, overall, I thought a really good show to start off the weekend because we got two matches that I absolutely loved in Waller Gargano unsanctioned and the five way and North American title match. So then I thought the multi-woman ladder match was fun and a solid three-way tag. So I gave this show a B. I thought it was pretty easy to watch, even though kind of the main event left a bad taste in my mouth because it's not what I wanted, but um, the result I wanted, not the match. But yeah, uh, still a, a easy show to watch, a B. I don't know what you thought, if you prepared anything. Oh, I off did the not. cuff. Um, I don't know. I thought it was a solid show. I guess not. Definitely were far removed from the days of TakeOver, but... For sure. Um, but I thought two TakeOver-worthy matches. I think that's what Johnny's trunk said, so he's clearly not too bright. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the unsanctioned match was pretty good, and the five-way was great. Uh, ladder match was okay. Tag, both tag title matches were solid, I guess. Uh, and then the main event was underwhelming, so I'd give it a B. Yeah, me too. Um, it was a solid show. Yep. All right, so now we and move you into win three to two or four to three. I won one. Four to three, yeah. Sweet, I'm a genius. We'll never. That's all that we'll talk about for our picks this okay. year. Okay. Yeah. All right, WrestleMania night one. Let's talk about that. Um, and just remind us how we both felt about WrestleMania last year. Um, that was probably one of the worst things I had ever seen in my entire life. I fell asleep at. I almost you fell did. asleep at the main event. We strongly um, disliked many things. I hated it so. I hated. Let me we so like for both nights. Uh, we I hated the jackass thing. Yep. Vince McMahon had an impromptu match. Right. I didn't like Austin's match. Right. Um, I think Baron Corbin McIntyre had a meaningless match. Yep. Um, um, I'm missing something else. Let me think. Uh, I remember the Usos versus Nakamura Boogs disappointed because Boogs got injured. He did. Uh, Brawling Brutes got a pointless squash over New Day. Um. Uh, short story it long like, it was really bad. oh like the main it. event was boring it was Lesnar and Roman again and I would say it was horrible and I wasn't hyped for that at all I would say we weren't our anticipation for this mania wasn't super it high it wasn't either. amazing other than like the tag title match and like a few things right so our expectations weren't super high especially coming off of last year but let's talk about it so the opener on night one is Austin Theory taking on John Cena and Cena is with Make-A-Wish Kids for his entrance and whatever um, it's a kind of slow to start. I thought Theory bites Cena. Cena gets mad and talks to the ref, and then Theory takes that opportunity to attack from behind to take control. We get suplexes, a blockbuster, a drop kick, and he uh, Theory is frustrated by Cena's kickouts of all of this. Cena finally counters into his just so painful looking STF. Right, uh, Theory bites his way out of that and flattens Cena with a clothesline. Um, Again, slow pace to this, a cocky pin attempt by Theory, I think with his feet just standing on him, if I remember correctly. Anyways, stomping and crowd work by Theory. Cena finally catches one of the stomps, goes for the AA, but Theory counters it with a DDT. Strike exchange, five moves of doom finally. 
Theory grabs the ropes to avoid an AA. The ref is down. Theory taps to an F STF, but the ref is not Which there. Which we to... just saw with Mello, <laughs> right. and also this looks worse. Feels very familiar. Um, Theory has to hit a low blow, which we also saw on Stand and Deliver, and he hits the A-Town down, and it's over. Um, I think this was 11 minutes, basically, and pretty much what I expected, right? We both picked Theory, I'm pretty sure, for this one. Yeah, well, you know, I did. And Theory wins with heel tactics. He got a lot of offense in this, actually, I thought, right? But... Uh, the pace was pretty slow, and the match was pretty short, so I don't think this was a hot opener. No, it was an okay opener because it wasn't bad, but it didn't feel like it really excited much, um, and at least Theory gets the win, I guess. Yeah, and part of the problem is and I, I made a note that I had just watched Vikingo Commander open a show, so in comparison, this yeah. is not going to be a hot opener, right? So big win for Theory, who can always hang his hat on beating Cena at Mania, right? He can use that as a heel to talk about forever if he wants to. I didn't think it was anything more than fine, but it it was that, right? I don't know if you... Did you like it more than that? Just nah, fine? it was okay. Like, I, it was about what I expected. I guess Me I, too. I was expecting a little better, but um, it was fine. I guess Theory does get that win that he needed, and so that makes sense. But um, it was okay. I don't know. Cena didn't do much. No, he honestly did less than I figured, which is fine, right? You're there to make people look good at this point, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Uh, then we get... What's it called? The multi-tag match thing? The showcase. Showcase. So Strowman and Ricochet taken on the Viking Raiders, taking on Alpha Academy, taken on the Street Profits, right? So very few notes on this one. We get a Gable Chaos Theory to Strowman, which is that was nuts. freaking impressive. Chad Gable's amazing. Um, Ivar missed a top rope moonsault. Strowman hits a top rope splash to Ivar. Everyone has to break up the pinfall. Otis hits a world's strongest slam to Strowman. We get a stalling Tower of Doom that's knocked over by Ricochet coming off the top. Strowman uh, expressed to everybody out on the floor until Dawkins just came out of nowhere and flattened him, right? Like, that, I like that. That was kind of cool. I like that spot. Um, Ricochet hits a shooting start of the floor. Another in the ring, but the knees are up by Dawkins, and we get a from the heavens from Ford, pretty much kind of like the out of nowhere thing, and it's over in nine minutes. Um, I, I don't know. I picked it. You didn't. You picked it? Well, you know I did. Yeah, of course. And uh, you did not. I did not. Another short match, but this, uh, it was action-packed compared to the opener, right? The pace was really different, which I'm fine with, right? I like a variety. So, um, the obeying the tag rules, despite it being no DQ, is just something I can't not mention because it annoys me all the time. <laughs> it's a multi-team match. There is no DQ. Why is anyone, especially heels, obeying any sort of tag rules? But like no counter is fine. It ended up breaking down anyways, like it always does, and th that just seems to be forgotten. So everybody hit big stuff in a really quick match. So I thought it was fun overall, and a, a nice departure from kind of the slow opener. Mm -hmm. I think honestly, this could have opened and it would have been better. I agree. You um, flipped this, these this two. actually did kind of pleasantly surprised me like yeah, it was amazing it was but like it was better than i was expecting because there's a decent talent pool here agree and um the result makes sense yep it does although i who did i pick Stroman i assume ricochet. i picked Stroman ricochet yeah all right then we get um one that we were kind of looking forward to despite me loathing logan paul in general but i had a feeling this match would be all right and that's seth rollins taking on logan paul um he does the like Shawn michaels zip line as he's mic'd up right of course they took better care of him than Owen Hart. <laughs> I would suggest yes. Evidence would indicate yes, yes, they did. And also there is a giant dancing bottle of Prime coming down the ramp as well, right? So, which would play into this later. Who's uh, revealed to be KSI. Who I don't know who that is. And they just expect, I know I'm old and I sound like an old man yells at Cloud, but like, <laughs> they expect me to know 
people that I don't know. And I'm not impressed because I have no idea who, and they offer no clarification. But anyways, um, Rollins' entrance was kind of cool, right? A conductor comes out. Yeah. But he just conducts the crowd to sing Rollins' But there theme. was a thing, there's like a thing piped in. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, anyways, each man early on one-ups the other and Rollins ends up on the floor. We get an early buckshot lariat by Paul, then body punches with his titanium hand, question mark. That was so annoying. <laughs> I actually forgot. Until they that. did the go-go punch too. Right. And he's got some sort of metal in his hand that makes it very effective is what we're told. Uh, springboard crossbody and standing moonsault by Paul. Seated octopus by Paul. Gut wrench suplex by Logan Paul. And then I have when will Seth start doing something? Uh, Paul leaps to the top but misses the moonsault from there. And then Seth does end up taking over. Throws Paul to the floor. Hits three suicide dives. Um, and then stomps Paul's titanium hand on the, on the steel steps. We get a pedigree, pedigree that's countered, leads to many near falls, and then a titanium punch. Um, we get a Logan Paul Rana countered into a sit-out powerbomb for two. And then, yes, this is where the prime bottle pulls KSI. Pulls Logan Paul to safety, and it is KSI. Kasai, I would have said if you didn't tell me it's just the name, the letters. Um, distract it's, this, it's Psy in the case, silent. A distracted Rollins runs into the ring post and they set up an announce uh, on the announce table. Paul sips some prime, jumps off the top, but Rollins pulls KSI into the way instead and Paul lands on his buddy, I guess. I don't know, are they friends, I assume? Yeah. That's nice. Um, back in the ring for a Rollins pedigree for a near fall. GTS to Rollins, then a frog splash for two. Coast to coast by Paul into a Rollins super kick stomp. And it's over after 16 minutes with Seth Rollins actually picking up a win on Mania. Which I I, pick, I picked and I was not fully confident, but I'm reaping the benefits. You are. So uh, I said this was the best match so far. Uh, very good performance for Logan Paul, who continues to look impressive in his limited time in pro wrestling. Three to one it, lead. It hurts me to say that because I don't yeah. want to say he's I hate good. Him. But he showed off his athleticism. The table spot was well executed. The crowd was really into it. Happy he to was see at least heelish here. He was better. Happy to see Rollins pick up a big win, right? The crowd was really behind Rollins here because Paul is so hateable. If you just put baby faces against them, they're gonna get a reaction, right? Hopefully, Rollins can use the momentum for something. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, it was about what I expected. I thought it was pretty good. Like Paul is pretty solid in the ring, um, he like is. it or not. And so, and the table spot's always pretty cool. I mean, it's kind of a typical thing now, but like, it's still cool. Yep. And, um, KSI got incorporated there, which is kind of cool, I guess. And, um, I don't know, like it was, it was good. And I'm happy Rollins won. Cause Me I didn't too. expect that. And I liked the match. I expected yeah. to though, to be fair. Yeah. It was pretty good. It delivered pretty much and from an in-ring perspective. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next we get a six woman tag match. We've got Becky Lynch, Lita and Trish Stratus taking on damage control, which is Bailey. Io Sky and Dakota Kai. Uh, we get an early Lynch baseball slide that sends Dakota Kai into the announce table, and then the bell rings to officially start this. Damage control, get control of Becky, isolate her in their corner to start. Missile drop kick by Io. Triple team Lynch with an assisted neck breaker. Uh, Stratus is pulled off the apron to stop a tag, and the isolation of Lynch continues. Lita eventually tags in and dominates. <laughs> and then I have my note says brackets slowly, question mark, because she didn't look great to me. Not going to lie. Like, lost a step, I think, is what they say. Yeah, a little bit. In the biz. You still got it. Vertigo, which you must have told me, because I don't even know what I mean, to EO for two. What is Vertigo? Or did the announcer say it? Was it like it? a delayed suplex or something? I don't know. I can't. I, I, somebody must have said the proper name, or I would have written a description. But now I don't remember what it is. Dakota Kai misses a kick to lead his head behind the ref. 
uh, and it's called A Glancing Blow by Corey Graves. Triple kicks to Lita. She takes her turn being isolated by the heels now. Lita counters a suplex attempt with a double DDT and tags Tris Stratus. Stratus dominates, hits a neckbreaker to Kai for two. Handstand head scissors by Stratus. Send Kai onto the other heels, or what's that called? She called, Does she have a name for that? You know where what? she does the handstand. Oh, Stratus here? Is that what it is? I, I always think. forget. Um, awful poetry in motion by Lita. I don't remember, but that's my note. Sounds right. Bailey breaks up a disarmor, Rose plant to Lynch, and Lita breaks up that pinfall. Stratus faction finally to Dakota Kai, Bailey to Belly to Bailey, or sorry, by Bailey. Spear on the floor by Lynch, Moonsault to the floor by Eo, as things sort of pick up near the end here. All six brawl in the ring, Twist of Fate by Lita, Chick Kick by Trish, Moonsault by Lita, Avalanche Manhandle Slam. Okay. Sorry. Avalanche Manhandle Slam to Bailey, and it's over in 15 minutes. Which I also picked, and you did nice. not. I thought damage control looked pretty good in this, but Lita did not, I thought. Four to one. Um, I said fine match, but nothing more, really. Not. It was solid. It's just Lita really showed her age here. Yes, I and think so. And the rest so. of it was solid. I, I'm not a huge fan of damage control losing to two retired wrestlers. I know they're currently wrestling, but yeah. like damage control could be something, right? They yeah, could have pinned they, Lita I or I thought Trish. they were, were going to be really cool when they came back, but they they're, just haven't really done much other than like have the tag titles a couple times right. and like just kind of do a little bit with that. So now they come out of this looking even weaker. I don't know where they go from here. Right. I don't think the win does anything for Lynch, really. And Stratus and Lita will likely be gone at some point, right? So the match was fine, but the way it played out kind of annoys me. Like, I think damage control could be something. I think they took some damage here. But they looked weak. <laughs> nice. Looked weak in the build and losing, right? So I don't know. Yeah. I thought this was probably the weakest match of the night, though. Um, yeah. Maybe uh, this or the opener. Terrible. It wasn't terrible. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there was nothing that was like we were groaning audibly out loud. And last year, there were several matches with several spots where we were just like, ugh. Right? So none of that this year. Then we get Ray versus Dom. Uh, Mysterio versus Mysterio. Bad Bunny joins Spanish commentary here. Uh, <laughs> the prison video uh, with the cool soundtrack for Dom's ahead of his entrance, I thought was pretty cool. He arrives in the back of a police van in one of his father's masks and is escorted to the ring by police. And the crowd just hates him. Like, I think him, this fake tough guy stuff that he's doing based on one night in prison, I find pretty funny, to be honest with you. Um... And then my only next note says Cinemoji Toast Crunch and Snoop. Uh, I don't know what that means. I guess obviously they were there. Oh, yeah. It was like a, a mascot thing because Ray Mysterio's got Mysterio oh, boxing. Got you. Ray dominates early with his speed. And then my, here's my question. I, why don't I remember this? Ray's mask is a helmet? Question mark. It was, yeah, it looked really <laughs> weird. And like, I think it was also partially Great Muda inspired. Here, I'll find it real quick. Because it looked like it was like a rugby it scrum was. cap or something yeah. kind of thing. So I was like, is he going to be taking a headshot? Remember, that was my prediction. He must be taking an unprotected headshot. Nope. Don't think that happened. Anyways, Dominic's running to the post. Ray takes off his belt and whips Dom with it. Uh, Dom escapes to the floor, throws a drink in his sister's face. Ray steps in uh, to help his daughter. Dom attacks him from behind to take advantage. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> That's what it looked like. I don't like it. Dom catapults Ray into the ring post, does some Eddie taunts before a slingshot senton. Uh, knuckle lock arm drag into a Michinoku driver by Dominic. He then throws Ray to the floor, gets in his mom's face, and she eventually slaps him, and Ray takes control DQ. from there. That's a DQ. Right? Seated senton, springboard crossbody by Ray for two. Priest and Balor then end up showing up. 
Dom flips Ray overhead into the turnbuckles. I thought it looked really good, actually. Three Amigos countered by Ray, and it leads to a 619. We get a heel distraction on both sides of the ring. Dom takes advantage of that. Ray counters an electric chair, sends Dom over the top to the floor. Legato come down to take out Judgment Day. Really nice suicide dive by Escobar. Has probably LWO. the best, best one in the game, right? Yes, sorry, to, to Damian Priest. Um, Dominic hits a 619 and a frog splash for two. Dom takes off the top turnbuckle pad, gets a chain from a blazer in the corner. Don't know where the blazer... That was from Priest. Oh, that makes sense. He dropped his blazer there. But Bad Bunny makes the save and takes the chain away. We get a 619 and a splash for Ray, who gets the win over his evil son in 14 minutes. Um, also picked it. You picked that one, obviously. I think he did. I did too? I feel um, like... Let me... I feel like I might have, but I, I don't think, remember. Yeah, you did. I thought this was a pretty good match. I thought the storytelling was good. First one you picked since the opener. Nice. With the family being at ringside... Um, some... Five-two. Dom, I think, is a really good heel. The crowd loves to hate him here. I wasn't expecting Legato to show up because I've... I think he needs to work on a bit more in ring and like he a does, bit more on the mic, but doubt. he's got the... He's got the character kind of there. He's getting there. And I feel like were he not Rey Mysterio's kid, he would have been in NXT probably. Mm-hmm. Although Rock's kid's there, so maybe not. But anyways, um, I thought Cole did a really good job on commentary well, I think the here. Rey Mysterio's. Yeah. He's still wrestling. So. True. I thought Michael Cole was really good here, just being disgusted by oh, Dominic's he's antics. He's hated Dominic the whole time, and so when he was like, this case is gonna sound weird. He was like cheering a lot when Rey Mysterio was spanking Dominic. He, I saw a video clip. He like got up out of his seat and was like yelling. So, um, I don't think this was like an in-ring clinic, but I think with the addition of the family at ringside and all the other stuff, which sometimes. If it's not done well, I'll be like too many moving parts. But I think it worked fine here, and I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, ni- it's a nice piece of storytelling. Yeah, I thought so. I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, it was, it's a good. It was a good payoff to the story. And I thought the match was pretty solid. Me too. Um, and I picked it. I feel like as this progresses, we're going to be doing this podcast in two parts because we're already over an hour. But anyways, we'll figure it out. Um, SmackDown Women's Championship, Ripley Charlotte. Um, you slept through this one, unfortunately. I don't yeah. know what happened, but because you I rarely fall asleep. Um. So yeah, actually, it's in my notes. Early shoulder tackle ex- exchange. Charlotte clotheslines Ripley to the floor. Stiff kick to the head in the corner by Charlotte. Um, Ripley picks up her picks her up electric chair style and drops her on the turnbuckle to take control. Jack is asleep? Question mark. Stiff shots to Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte's lower back. Ripley ducks a chop and hits a German suplex. Wrist control clotheslines and crowd taunts by Ripley. Lethal combination into the corner gives Charlotte control eventually. Stiff chops to Ripley before Charlotte turns her attention to Ripley's left leg. Top rope crossbody by Charlotte, but Rhea rolls through. Goes for her riptide, but Charlotte counters with a nice DDT for two. Ripley avoids the figure four before double boot takes both of them down. T-bone suplex by Charlotte with a kip up. Charlotte up top for a moonsault, but Rhea catches her with a released German off the top. Charlotte lands face first with like the extra half rotation. It looked really good. Natural selection by Charlotte for two. Charlotte runs into the steps. When Ripley moves out of the way, Rhea then slams her face first into the uh, into the ring um, for two, I think, on the apron. Two German suplexes by Flair, then a vicious one by Ripley where Flair literally lands on her face. A big boot by Charlotte for two, then another one through the ropes that sends Ripley to the floor. Moonsault to the floor by Charlotte. Ripley lands a headbutt after avoiding a figure four and a spear. Riptide for a near fall. Inverted cloverleaf by Ripley, but Flair gets to the ropes. Sudden spear by Flair for two. We get the booyah strike exchange boot figure four, but Ripley grabs the ropes for a break. Um, Ripley gets bounced off the ring post. They both go up top. Charlotte slammed face first into the post. 
Avalanche Riptide from the corner, and it's over after 24 minutes, and we have a new champion. We both picked that, yes? Yeah. I thought this match was fantastic. It made my list. It's one of my favorite women's matches this year, I would say. That I didn't see. Best match of the night to this point. That Two, I didn't see. You did not see. Super talented women given lots of time here, beat the hell out of each other. Um, it built beautifully, kept a good steady pace throughout. Lots of high-impact offense from both with several good near falls. Crowd was super into this by the end. And I'm not a Charlotte fan and neither are you, but she is capable of having great matches. And this was one of them. And I think this is like a defining win for Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. This one is probably like something she should have gotten the first time around. Yes, I agree. This was fantastic. One of my favorite matches of the weekend. Um, then we get Miz in the ring because, I don't know, with Snoop. Um, Miz texted out an open challenge for a match and no one responded. But here comes your boy. At least he didn't come out to White Stripes this time. He didn't. Pat McAfee. Oh, I also hate Pat McAfee's match last year. There we go. True. He, um, so Miz was the low point of both nights, but really a blip on the radar, right? To be fair. Um, so it's Miz and McAfee. McAfee spinebuster super kick to Miz coming off the ropes. McAfee flips out of the corner and lands on his feet. Which he always Ooh. does. Yep. Miz starts to walk away, shoves a George Kittle, a football player who is in the front row. Kittle climbs over the barricade, clotheslines Miz. Ref is distracted by McAfee. Glancing blow of a senton by McAfee to Miz on the floor. Punt, and it's oh over. Oh my god, the punt. And it's mercifully over, I put. This was nothing. It's just to get McAfee on the show since they think he's a draw, right? People like him. They got him on Mania. Even though he said no, uh, I won't be on Mania. The one next night's going to be better. It is better, for sure. So much better. Involving Kittle makes sense. He loves wrestling. He's a famous. They love that combination. So this was the worst thing on the show, but it was really short. So I don't really care. Um, both nights, right? And just one small percentage. Yeah. You loved it, obviously. Match of the year. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Best part of the show. Then we get to the main event. The real best part. Which we were both really excited for. I was genuinely really excited for this. Super happy it made the main event. And that's Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens taking on the Usos. Did I take a lot of notes on this? Eh, moderate. Nothing crazy. Let's go. Jay and Sammy start out blind tagged by Jimmy. He pulls down the ropes and Sammy falls to the floor, allowing the Usos to take control and run Zane into the ring post. You get a suicide dive by Jay, a suplex to Sammy on the floor. Usos isolate Sammy with some methodical offense here early on. Eventual boot by Sammy tagged to Owens and an immediate senton off the top to both Usos on the floor. Owens is on fire, uh, frog splash for two to Jay. Sudden neck breaker by Jay shifts the momentum back for the Usos. You get knees up by Jay on a senton by Owens. Immediate splash by Jimmy for two. Two Owens super kicks and a cannonball to Jimmy. Brainbuster to Jay on the apron by Sammy as Owens hits hits a swanton to Jimmy for two. Sammy with an Uso splash to Jimmy uh, for a two count. Blue thunderbomb by Sammy, but he immediately takes a super kick from Jay. Usos then dominate Sammy again for a while, including double super kick with Owens nowhere in sight here. Owens finally returns, but is double Irinagi through the announce table, and the Usos turn their attention back to Sami Zayn. 1D, and Sami kicks out. Apparently, that has never happened. Because it's a one and done. <laughs> Correct. So that is a big moment there. We get slaps and taunts by Jay. Like just You can hear him saying, why won't you just quit? We get a halluva kick by Jay, some more taunting, but a sudden exploder by Sami sends Jay into the turnbuckles as Kevin Owens climbs back onto the apron for the hot tag. Pop-up powerbomb to each Uso. Hell of a kick by Sammy to Jimmy. <laughs> Stunner by Owens to Jay. But Jay kicks out. That all... was a nice near fall. It I was. really like that. And it leads to all four on their that feet. That seems like the the perfect climactic finish. It so. does. Uh, amazing near fall. Brawl ensues then. Lots of super kicks. 
An Uso blind tag gives them the advantage on Owens as Sammy's on the floor. Double Uso splashes and Owens manages to kick out of that as well. Sammy pulls Jimmy to the floor, runs him into the announce table as Owens hits an avalanche fisherman suplex to Jay back in the ring. Zayn uh, tags in, hits a hell of a kick, a halluva kick to Jay, then another. Jimmy runs in, but Owens hits him with a stunner. Another Zayn hell of a kick to Jay, and it's over in 24 minutes. And we got, we both picked this one? Did yes, I pick absolutely. This one? Yes, so I don't know. Fantastic main event tag team match. Oh, um, it was it's one of my favorite matches they've done in a while. Great final chapter in Zane's story. If I mean, fin if it is, is the story finished? Could not be like another chapter. We'll say. Yeah. I don't. Know. This was awesome. It was exactly what I was hoping for. Um, yeah. It was. It'll make my match of the year thing because nice. especially for main roster because I think this is like a great example that they still had it in them to do a good story Correct. and do a good match because this was this was fantastic. The story was there. The in ring action was there. The near falls were there. The result was there. Um, it was just, it was awesome. It, I really liked it. And that's nice to say, cause it was, it was like for a main roster match, it feels pretty flawless. It does. And unfortunately is nice. Vince is back and hates tag teams. So, so, so I think this is a great suck it to him before he yeah. comes back. Like we got a tag team main event and it was freaking awesome. It, it delivered. It was probably my favorite match of the whole mania, like two parter. Like this is probably the one I got. I liked one better and the, the women's match maybe but one on night two is probably my favorite oh the that okay that's i think this is a little better just because the story is yes, also there definitely i think that is a fair argument to make i think this one like as an all-round piece this was fantastic it was satisfying finish for the and fans i'm, I'm right? super happy it actually made invented too because i was kind of worried they were going to go with the women's one because yep you know the like but this is absolutely the perfect choice it's it, it was awesome it was it was perfect and yeah and a tag team championship means something and gets the prime spot on the biggest show of the year that's Which, cool it's gonna be tricky for them to maintain that prestige because the division's like i don't know but this was awesome yep great decision to put it on the main event these four delivered a memorable main event a great chapter in this amazing story that's been going on forever i'm super happy for owens and zane who are besties in real life yeah and the fact that Boys. neither of them meet the wwe criteria in terms of build and look right and always like, not main evented twice in a row but they are undeniable right their yeah. in-ring ability their storytelling ability is the is what's off the charts mm -hmm. they're acting even right that's what makes them a star they need to worry less about what they look like and what their body fat is and more like can they deliver in-ring and character-wise so that was a very satisfying finish yeah, tonight it one. was, it was pretty it was near perfect and overall like i'm super happy to say i really enjoyed night one of mania this year the only thing that wasted my time was mcafee miz and that was a couple minutes right um and that wasn't advertised in a contrast to last year the celebrity wrestler paul not johnny knoxville can actually wrestle the returning legend cena not vince or austin can actually still wrestle and was willing to lose to young talent right we got two phenomenal matches in the main event and the women's championship and everything else was fine to very good, right? Nothing was bad. I thought this was a B-plus show. Uh, super happy to say that I really enjoyed WrestleMania night one. Yeah, I, I, would, wasn't I sure. would agree. I think uh, B-plus is fair. Like, I think everything, nothing was bad. Nothing. And I love the main event. It, and it fully delivered on the hype for me. Yep. Like, um, it was totally worth the wait. That was really fun. And then, like... Paul and Rollins is pretty good. The opener was fine. The tag showcase was better than getting a battle royal. Yes. So that's nice. Absolutely. Uh, the women's match wasn't the best, like the tag, but that was still fine. Yeah. I didn't see the other one. 
I um, I didn't have trouble staying engaged in any of it. No, everything was like pretty good. So it was like easily the best mania I've actually witnessed. Right. Uh, maybe in the whole time I've watched this, wrestling because I've watched 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38 in this one. Yeah. So I think this is probably one of the best ones out of those. And they found a way to still get all their little celebrity stuff in there, but it didn't annoy the crap out of me. Other than McAfee, but like, that was short. You still got McAfee in, you got Snoop in, you got KSI in, you got George Logan Kittle Paul. in. You Sorry, who? Logan Paul. Right. So all of that was in there, but I didn't feel like you're just doing that's a big part of it and you're just trying to get marginal fans it was kind of like we understand people that watch wrestling actually want to see good matches mm -hmm. right and so yeah i was super happy with night one and so as of night one i got a seven four lead because you picked everything i got this was clean the, sweep this is a clean sweep for me which yep. is pretty nuts and then we'll carry to night two which was oh so close all right so let's get uh talking about night two right about now all right night two here we go. Lesnar versus Omos is first. Um, really quick to summarize this one. Omos is in control early. He tosses Lesnar once. Hits a body slam, a headbutt, double axe handle, bear hug. Choke slam. Then Lesnar with three suplexes, but his back gives out the first time he goes for the F5 attempt. But the second one, he musters up the strength. Hits the F5. And it's over after five minutes. Thoughts? Um, eh. <laughs> Like, I, my, I said, there's no way this was going to be good, but I think it was fine for what it was, right? A five-minute opener, I don't know about that choice for opener, but anyways. Um, I don't think either the openers were amazing, but this was okay, I guess. One competitor can't wrestle, so if that's the case, this is about all I want, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. he got heated a little bit to show he can do something, and then he loses really fast, so it was works well enough. minimal damage, acceptable. Then we get the women's WrestleMania showcase match which is Morgan and Rodriguez versus Natalia and Shotzi and Rousey and Shayna and Baszler. Um, oh, and none Green. of them are really Green teams. and DeVille. Yeah. That's right. I didn't make it sound like what teams were actually there. So it's Morgan and Rodriguez are a team. Natalia and Shotzi are a team. Rousey and Shayna are a team. And Chelsea Green Honestly, and Sonya Honestly, the only DeVille. team you would actually know just from the people in there is Baszler and Bronda. And then you yeah. could probably make any team... From the rest of the, from any combination from the rest of the, they field. put their faces on dartboards and just throw darts and yeah. whatever hits, that's your that's your tag part, team that's now. Your, that's your partner, yeah. They have a wheel. Um, minimal notes on this one because after two shows of taking detailed notes, I got tired. So Baszler takes a triple power bomb at some point and seems to have hurt her leg, right? Because she's got her boot off and looks like she's and she didn't really the finish was weird and she didn't really factor in struggling to put weight on her leg at the end and was just yeah very not involved in this. There was a Shotzi suicide dive, a Gonzalez fallaway slam, twisting elbow off the second rope to Shotzi, heart attack for a two count, double sharpshooter by Natalia because that's and every multi-person match has ever been. In. Has it ever looked good? No, no, it's ridiculous. Get rid of that. Anyways. Rousey eventually tapped out Shotzi with an armbar in under nine minutes. Um, another pretty short match for Mania, right? Uh, a lot of people hitting moves and getting out of the way, kind of so the next person could do something. I don't think this was great, but I don't think it was bad either. It moved pretty quickly. Uh, and considering it was just kind of thrown together with not much build, I said it was fine. Didn't bother me. You? If mm -hmm. they'd gone like 20 minutes or something, maybe, but nine minutes was fine. Um. I, it was okay. Like, I just the action didn't feel like great. Like, it was kind of sloppy at times, and it didn't. I don't think it lived up to the other showcase match, and I didn't think it would because these are a lot of random teams. There's not m much in the way of tag offense, and then no. not as much talent in here. And our favorite person in there is Baszler, and she was like, 
non-existent basically yeah. so unfortunately i hope she's okay yeah but uh which maybe i'm thinking that's why the other match happened on raw which i'll talk about because mm -hmm. maybe they have to push back their title shot could be uh so then thing business picks up as jr would say because we get the intercontinental championship match oh boy does it between gunther sheamus and drew mcintyre was wearing white i think he should have come out to broken dreams because i've been listening to his old theme and it's actually pretty good but he should he should have done that and he didn't do it so my, my summary will not do justice to the brutality chop, 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 punch, and boot, viciousness kick, of this club move chop more chops so just for 17 minutes, these three beat the hell out of each other. Stiff chops, boots. Uh, the beats of the Bowery to Drew, I think, was like closer to 30 beats at this point, right? Um, suplexes, hard clotheslines, future shocks, Gunther power bombs, avalanche white noise, Celtic cross, brogue kicks, claymores for near falls. Um, the finish sees Sheamus and Drew exchange punches on their knees. They get back up to their feet, and this uh, more of a slugfest as they're standing now. Short clotheslines. Sheamus bounces off the ropes, hits a brogue kick. Uh, he was slow to cover, though, as Gunther jumped off the top with a splash. Gunther Which gives... Which is a pretty nice visual. It, it is. It looks really heavy. We get a powerbomb to Sheamus from Gunther onto, on top of Drew's back, right? And then he powerbombs Drew. And then he powerbombs Drew and gets the pinfall, and Gunther wins. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention. So I picked... Wait. Yeah. I you did. I picked Brock, right? Yeah, Sorry, of course just, you did. I'm catching up. Oh, uh, yeah, so we both picked Brock, and then what was the other match? Oh, the Women's Tag Showcase, which yep. I believe we both picked that. Let me see. Yeah. Wait, oh, you didn't pick it? <laughs> no, I was going to say. I picked I it. Okay. And Who then, did I take? Liv and Rodriguez? Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. And so we both picked this one? Wait. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm pretty sure I picked Gunther. So this match was fantastic, and I think my favorite match at Mania this year, and that's actually saying something because I liked several matches on this on these two nights so love this, this match was awesome it was exactly uh, like pretty like like the tag match um exactly, this is exactly what, what i wanted exactly yep. what i expected it was absolute suck it was brutal but it was it was so fun to watch it it was really awesome and gunther wins which i think was the absolute right choice i'm glad they they did that because i was a little worried they give it to sheamus this... but i think absolutely the right choice this was super entertaining it was it was really good the action was just it was a slugfest, but it was it was awesome. It's kind of like Japanese style a little bit, right? Like just basic brutality mixed in with some other wrestling along the way. And it was, I had trouble taking my eyes off this to take notes, to be honest. And it, it's just like, what is it about Gunther that leads him to have these amazing physical matches with everybody? He's just good at like, well, because he can chop really hard. And then I don't yeah. think he cares if he gets it as a receipt. And credit to all three of them because they took a beating. Did you see the tweet that i don't know if it was drew or seamus put out after it was the two of them lying on the floor beside each other like about going for pints because they just had gotten their butts kicked right but i don't know i love this style of match i'm sure there's people who maybe don't where it's just like oh it's just chops and kickses and kickses <laughs> chops and kicks and clotheslines but like look at them right That's, like they're vicious it was awesome it's just simple believable brutality i loved it fantastic then we move to the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair and Asuka. I thought Asuka's face paint was cool. Don't mm -hmm. remember specifically, but I made that it was note. It kind of gold, I think. Nice. Cosmania. Cosmania. Belair in control early before strikes, uh, spinning back fist, kick, bulldog, and a sliding knee for two from Asuka. We get a headstand, handstand on the ropes into a moonsault, but Asuka counters it with an armbar. We get a Belair powerbomb on the floor. Uh, oh, yeah. Belair, remember this spot where they're 
on the mat and Belair clearly like as audibly as she's on commentary on kicks. calls for Kawada kicks, right? Which do happen. Then we get suplexes, submissions, etc. The finish comes when Asuka's down in the corner um, and you can kind of tell she's getting ready for the mist. Belair nearly hits the referee. Asuka does go for the blue mist, but Belair ducks it. Belair goes for her finisher. Asuka gets out of it and goes for an armbar. Belair manages to power out of that and then slowly gets up and does hit uh, the KOD, the kiss of death, for the pinfall at 16 minutes. Um, I thought this was a good match, like solid, but really paled in comparison to the women's match the night before with Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. And the build to this also didn't really help because I don't, I don't feel like, not that I was paying close attention, but I tried to watch stuff here and there. It didn't feel to me like Asuka was realistically going to win here. Did no. we both pick um, Belair? Yeah, I, I almost picked Asuka, but we both picked Belair. The match was good, but I was hoping for better because I think both of these women are awesome. So I don't know. There, it, there was nothing wrong with it. I'm definitely not complaining, but it just didn't quite get to the level I. No, hoped the it build would. was pretty weak because like they didn't build Oscar as a right. incredible challenger very good, which I think they could have because they kind of reinvented her when she came back. Yeah. But they just haven't done a good job of really following that. Right. Um. So I think Belair made sense here, and I think the match was fine, but nothing super interesting. Yep. Definitely wasn't like a lull or anything. I'll complain about, but could have been better. Then we get to your match of the weekend, which is The Miz back in the ring. And we get another <laughs> impromptu match. And this time, I said, impromptu match no one asked for. And it's Shane McMahon. I don't which even... is funny by itself because, like, the way he got ousted last time. And also because Shane McMahon's just funny, okay? Like, his punches are horrible, but right. it's funny now. And he starts out with a flurry of punches. But anyways, Shane, like... A minute into this, maybe, right? Yeah. Goes for a leapfrog and tears his quad, as we know now. At the like time, father it, like son, right? At, like brother in law, too. <laughs> it just seemed in the moment like his it leg runs in the family, his leg gave out, but we now know it was a oh, quad. It was so funny. It was, we laughed. Uh, I, my first, my <laughs> first reaction so note funny. says, sadly, we are bad people and laughed. And Shane hurt himself. <laughs> it was so just, awesome. Just like his dad and Triple H, his quads exploded mid match. It's as uh -huh. if the universe was saying, hey, this has been a really good WrestleMania so far. Don't taint it with the Shane appearance. Like that, right? <laughs> oh, this made it so much better. Um, oh, it was so awesome. So they end up calling oh. an audible. Snoop punches Miz a couple times and then hits an elbow drop, right? And pins Miz in two minutes. So RIP Miz, I guess. Like, wow. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I, I did see that it makes him the first man to wrestle on both nights, though. So I guess, There's a feather in his cap, as yeah. they say. So... Obviously, this was going to be the waste of time on this show, and it ended up being, I mean, darkly humorous to us, I guess, to put it delicately. <laughs> it makes the show so much better. So not a big deal that this happened because it was only no, I, a couple I'm, minutes ago. I'm, I'm almost glad this And happened. to be fair, like Snoop did a decent job with the audible. Like, it's a pretty awkward place to be. So punch, punch. It doesn't punch. actually make sense like that he this all, no. this all, all of a sudden wins a match. Right, but, like, but I guess it was an open challenge, so they can hide behind that. I guess so. Um. Anyways. Then we get, I found when I went back to my, like, I, the Hell in a Cell match, I forgot a lot about it. I don't know. I wasn't asleep for it. I was definitely oh, awake. I, I but forgot. I, it somehow escaped me for some reason. But anyways, we get kendo sticks early. They do the spot where they trap Balor in the corner with kendo sticks, which right? Which the Usos and right. New Day did, so they stole that spot. Which, also, Which note, we love that match, right? That match was yeah. awesome. Also, note the cell is not red, so that is good. True. Edge hit a flatliner followed also, by an impaler. Well, I remember the demon was not completely purple. He was this not. is bad. You he were still upset. had red, okay? It should have been black and purple. That's what I remember most about this match, pretty much. 
which what? is weird. That I was that upset you were about. upset about. Yeah, because it it should have been like black and purple all the way. Like that would have been so cool. And the Trons are purple too. He had purple smoke, and like which was kind of weird because he was holding like smoke canisters in his entrance, which was right. kind of they they bring back his theme for it this. Felt Bray Whitey. Yeah, they brought back his original theme, yes. so that's good. But like he still had too much red. Like I was hoping it would look more different for Judgment Day, and like. I don't know. It was kind of weird because Demon's not super heel, so like, yeah, I feel like they should have leaned into that more. They should have. Um, running drop kick by Balor to Edge sends Edge crashing through the table against the cell. Uh, Edge hit a kill switch at one point. Again, there's this talk of Christian wants to do one more tag run, or these two want to do one more uh, tag run. Um, so subtle reference to Christian there. Right. Edge throws a ladder into Balor's face and cuts him open real bad. The match basically pauses. So. Edge has to stall by like looking for stuff under the ring. As trainers apparently in in hindsight were like putting his head, Balor's head back to, or his face back together here. He was getting glued shut because I guess there was just bleeding staples. everywhere. Actually, did he get staples in the after? I think they sort of glued it and I don't know in the match. But anyways, there was a lull here as they sort of fixed him. So the finish comes when Balor goes up to the platform on the side of the cell, jumps off with the coup de gras, but Edge moves. And Balor did the double foot stomp through the table, but not Edge. He's down selling there for a couple minutes, and then he gets back up, and Edge hits a spear for a two count. Edge then uses a red steel chair, because they have chairs in their color for some reason, to hit Balor on the back repeatedly. He then puts a chair under Balor's head, and brings in another chair for a concerto, and flips Balor over, covers him for the win at Is that just minutes. like his favorite finish now? I guess. That's how he beat Orton. In, it's uh, definitely definitive, I'll it, say It that. is, but like, I'm um, a little sick of it. I thought this was a good, brutal, bloody match. It didn't feel like it warranted Hell in a Cell to me, and I think the lull in the middle hurt a little bit. Where The it just Cell kinda, wasn't enough of a factor. No, and they just had to pause the match to fix him. They didn't even go on the roof. And good for him for finishing it, but lots of weapons and stuff, obviously. I was entertained, but I wasn't in love with it, I guess is what I would say. Um, uh, I, we both picked Edge. Definitive end to the feud, it feels like, right? Um, Figured it would have to be. So again, good, not great, I think. Maybe different if the injury wasn't in the middle of mm -hmm. it, but anyways. And then we go to the main event, the final match. And that is undisputed champion Roman Reigns with Solo Sokoa and Paul Heyman taking on Cody Rhodes as Cody's looking to finish his story here, right? Obviously. So let's recap. How many matches have you picked correctly up to this point? I Up until this point, I was on a clean sweep. And this was unprecedented. the one that, And this was one that you thought was a lock, which is the I mean, funny part. And you took part. Cody too. I did, but um, I was like, there's a 15% chance. Like, it, was, it was weird. Cause like, I, I, I was surprised. I was on a clean sweep. It looked sweep. like you were going to have like, a perfect mania. I had mania. nailed everything and like i was there's was some like with like rollins i was not sure of right but i i got freaking everything up until this point and so as it stands right now i'm at we're at 12 to 8 or 12 to 8 yeah yeah you're crushing me yeah and then we got to this match so we get a stare down to start of course also roman dan changes gear and now his boots are all red right which honestly looks dumber <laughs> couldn't have just done like Didn't a different gauntlet like white gauntlet Go back to the gold one. I like that better. Do blue, purple, green, silver. Anything. Pretty much anything. Like, literally anything other than red. It's been red for, like, a year and a half. Like. <laughs> if you say so, I don't notice these things. Um, Cody's in control early. Reigns rolls to the floor for relief, and you can hear Heyman telling him, like, people are here to see you, not Cody, which I thought was kind of cool. Nice touch. Disaster kick attempt, but Reigns catches him, hits a powerbomb for a two count. Reigns suplexes Cody, followed by some... 
waving towards Cody's family at ringside. Each man body slams the other on the ramp. The ref was looking at Reigns and Solo hit Cody in the ribs with a steel chair. We get Reigns hitting a drive-by. Cody's bounced off the rope. Solo grabs his foot again. The referee doesn't see it. Um, Reigns hits Cody with a clothesline and Cody does that like where he flips inside out off the clothesline. Reigns wants to go for a power bomb, but Cody blocks it. Gives Roman a back body drop from the Spanish table while sending Reigns onto the next, I think the English announced table, and he goes through that. We get a Cody cutter for two. Uh, Solo finally, I forget what he did exactly. He gets ejected from ringside. Uh, Reigns wants to use the weight belt as a weapon, but the referee tries to stop him. Cody hits a super kick and then a crossroads for a two count. We get a Superman punch. Cody avoids it. Uh, Cody hits a pedigree for a near fall. Cody jumps off the ropes looking for a disaster kick, but Roman gets him with a Superman punch. Cody again later comes off the top. Reigns avoids it and charges with a spear for a two count. The ref takes a Cody kick and is out. Disaster kick. God. Sorry. The Ru- the Usos hit the ring with a double super kick and a 1D on Cody. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens come down to fight off the Usos, leading into the finish where Cody hits the crossroads, hits another crossroads, wants to hit another crossroads, but Heyman distracts the referee. Solo Sokoa hits Cody with the Samoan spike. Protected move, I guess. Just killed him. And Reigns comes off the ropes, hits the spear, for the one, two, three, what? Boom. Everyone is shocked. This Credit went... to them for a genuine surprise. Yeah, it went almost 35 minutes. They're claiming what I read now is that this was always the plan. So I know at least the sale did not influence right. it. Right. I don't know when Cody's story gets told. I, You know me. I kind of dislike Cody. Maybe not more than kind of. So I'm kind of like, ha, ha, ha. Because Cody's not my guy. I no, find him... I think it... He thinks he's an A+, and I think he's like an A- or a B plus player. It's still player. better than him in AEW, because I feel like he his way of being like that yes. lends itself so much better here. Yes. Because he's so much sports entertainment. Yeah, I think his evaluation of himself is very, very I much inflated. It is, but I definitely think it's better now. And, I, and that's with me. I think he's very, very good. But he is not the man, and I think he's pretty sure he is. I think they had a chance to make him the man, though. Yeah, so I thought this was an excellent match, an excellent main event. Yeah, it was great. It was definitely like a worthy main event. I agree. And another one where there's a lot of moving parts, and often that does annoy me, but it seems to be warranted here. one, because I don't think they've ever faced off one-on-one, and it's not like Brock where we've seen that a million times. Right. You can't really surprise us then. Right. No, this felt kind of fresh, right? The finish didn't bother me. I thought there was like... I think I said a 15% chance Cody could win. And I thought they told a hell of a story here. An excellent match. Um, I would say I enjoyed the Intercontinental match, the Charlotte Ripley match more than this, and probably the main event of night one. But this was in the running. So what's that? Four really, really good matches Mm -hmm. over the two nights. So that's positive. But where do you think the bloodline goes from here? Um... I think guess Usos split, and then because now we've got maybe rings. you get a slow split with Usos by the summer, and then when Cody faces him again, when the bloodline's completely fractured, that's the difference maker. And maybe Roman's starting to get extra vicious with his cousins because they're no longer champions, and that's an added like point of abuse for Roman, and it maybe mm-hmm. they can't take it anymore, yeah. sort of thing. Um, and when do you think Cody finishes his story? SummerSlam. Yeah, and. There's still a ton of potential for this story, but Vince is back. So could take a sudden turn for the worse, right? But fun while it lasted, I guess. Sorry, I don't even know if I got your thoughts on the match overall. You liked? Um, Yeah, it was pretty good. Like, it felt like a worthy main event. It felt like 
a, it had, did have the big fight feel. Yeah. Um, I wish Cody had a better attire for such a big match, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, same goes for Roman. <laughs> um, but um, it was good and like it was it was pretty long, but it um, was. I didn't fall asleep. You did not. Uh, and like, um, I liked it. Just the result is kind of surprising. I feel like this was a golden opportunity to make like Cody a big star. And like I feel like it, it, you still can, but it just doesn't. It won't work the same now. It almost like, feels like you, like you want to wait till the next mania because it's supposed to be that big of a thing, right? But yeah. that's a really long time. I think once Roman hits the thousand days in Saudi, uh, King of the Ring, right? It, you could do it at any point. I think they just like part of it's. I think they want that, and I can't blame them. When when are we gonna get another chance to hit in a, in a thousand day reign? True. When's that ever going to happen again? And Reigns is deserving of it in the current role he's in. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But I don't think this was quite as strong as night one. But I still really enjoyed the show, which is amazing to say. I can't tell you how great it is to say that I like both nights of WrestleMania. That is that cool is, to yeah. say. It makes me happy. It does feel like the end of an era, though. It may and hurt not our... just because of the yeah. sale, but like <laughs> yeah. just like the whole show just felt like kind of like that had that feel. But it was it was a really nice show and it was a good WrestleMania actually. It may make for better podcasting when we hate things, but as wrestling fans, we just want to re- like wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy. It about will this. make sure that I am at least like by default slightly more hyped next year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I thought the Intercontinental match was an absolute classic. The main event was excellent, and nothing was bad. The Miz Shane thing was a blip on the radar, and but that was funny as hell. So I will, I'm, I love that. It's it was so funny. So if night one was a B plus, I thought this was slightly worse than that. So I gave it a B, but I didn't struggle at all to get through any of this, and would recommend two matches from this show. So good job, WWE. Appreciate um, you putting on two nights of entertaining wrestling for us. So a B for night two, B plus night one. I would have to agree with that, and. Um, a near clean sweep. I was, I was you one so off. Close. I was one off. That's that that bumps the show up a bit for me because I was like, I had, I was. That's unprecedented to it do was. it, and it's WrestleMania. That's I was one off. There was, mm, was, but um, okay. So general like whole whole shebang. What are you saying? Overall, um, a high B, like close to a B plus mm-hmm. for, for the whole thing. Yeah. Um, there were some genuine great matches here. Like I think a couple. At I least loved that, a couple that, things that, each night. You know, mm-hmm. a couple that at least make the match of the year thing, which yep. like um, to have a couple right right here. I think that's really good for WWE. Like I, I actually mean, put um, Braun Carmelo on matches I did not like just because not that it was an awful match, but because you could do like it could have been so could much have a better. disappointing match category. That's kind of what it is. Right. Which makes it bad, I guess. Yeah. So uh-huh. I put it there. And if you include Sand Deliver, that's another like the five way, that's like another match of the year yep. thing. Like and I, I love the unsanctioned. This was a productive weekend for them. Yep. I and would say we got two awesome matches on each show they offered. So. It's a shame, though, as it does feel like this will this not era is, happen anymore. This is like the cap on a yes, fun era. I think Triple H can still do stuff, but I think Vince will probably veto a lot of great things. And in fact, Agreed. I fear for Pete Dunn now. Yes. Which I still think that could happen, but. Um, I don't know. I'm scared for him now. Yep. And then I'll throw on my super card of honor. Vikingo commander opener. Awesome. I saw a bit of that. Tag team ladder match. Awesome. Uh, Briscoe Joe, really, really good. Claudio Kingston, really good. Um, nothing was bad. Very good show overall, I would say. That's my recap of that. 
Because, man, we're at an hour 41, and we haven't even started our regularly scheduled programming, which I think we will start now by taking a look at this week's AEW Dynamite. All right, so we paused our recording, refueled, ate some food, got a fresh coffee because mm-hmm. we're this is gonna be our one of our longer episodes ever, I think. But we're gonna Just we're gonna go for it. Yeah, we're gonna go for it. It'll be so, almost as long as WrestleMania. It <laughs> could be. So we're gonna talk about Dynamite. What did you uh, start out with here? Um, so we were supposed to get our opener, which was R- Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson. Uh, I'm sorry. It's a highly anticipated grudge, grudge match, match, quote unquote. Yeah, <laughs> they said that a couple times. I mean, like, it okay, is, it is a grudge match, but the grudge we don't know what it is, but there is a grudge. We just are not privy had, to it. He attacked him, and he's like, because, "I want to attack you." Right. So this is what we think we're getting. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Uh, but before the match can start, Jay White's music hits, and he comes out. Uh, then Juice attacks Starks from behind. Then White hits the ring for a two-on-one beatdown. Uh, Starks tries to fight back. Juice takes him out. Then White connects with us. Uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, um, we t- kind of talked about it in the news and whatever. I'm, I'm fine with starting the show with a surprise arrival and an angle rather than a match. And Jay White is super cool. I'm glad he's on the show, like we said. Yeah. And a show that we watch regularly, right? Like if he signs with Raw, I'll barely ever see him. Um, so this is great. He looks like we said in phenomenal shape and still aligned with Juice Robinson. Are they officially doing the Bullet Club thing, or have you heard? Probably like some. Well, they mentioned Excalibur mentioned Bullet Club right off the bat. So right, he did. So I I still don't know. I have no idea why Starks is the target of any of this, but I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Jay White. If I were to nitpick a little, I think I told you as we were watching it, but like with what Juice has done, or I guess more accurately hasn't done in AEW. Jay White joining forces with him right away doesn't feel like that big of a deal, right? That's not really Jay White aligning himself with anyone who's done anything. Um, so I think people that aren't really keeping up with New Japan, and this might not be the strongest ally for Jay White, but I guess we'll see going forward. I think mm-hmm. they could have done this later after Juice has been established a little bit, but or established Juice earlier, I guess would have worked better for the timing. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, I'm happy to see him. Yeah, it was a short but to start the show, but it's pretty exciting because Switchblade. Uh, I'm glad the WWE rumors didn't turn out. Me too. This is what I wanted. I just don't think he fits WWE, and also I don't trust them now. Yeah, and maybe it's also an indication that like it's not all about money for him, which I like, because they always say like if it's about the money, you're going to WWE because you're just going to make more. So for him, maybe that's not what it's all about, which is refreshing. Yeah. Anywhere. Um, possibilities for him and AEW are pretty sweet. He's got history with a bunch of people, like the entire elite, probably. Um, I know he's got uh, history with Cole. And uh, now Cole is a face right now, so that could work for a few. Yeah. Um, or, or Starks. Uh, it's also good for Juice if he's aligned with uh, White, because then that's more TV time for the both of them. For sure. Um, but yeah, so this should be pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. To see Too their... sweet. Again, let's build to something cool for All In with these guys, right? Whatever mm-hmm. it that, could be. That would be cool. Yep. It's funny, they're doing like a, they put their hands together and do like a gun thing. So yes. I don't know if they can. They can't too sweet, probably. But I don't know why they couldn't, because Bull Cub's been on there, on there before, and they work with New Japan. The ones on Impact do the still too do sweet, it. Right? Yeah. So I don't know why I'm pretty they sure. weren't too sweeting here. I don't, I don't it's get It's just it. the evolution of too sweeting, you know? It's passe. No, too sweet's better, though. Bring something cooler. That's better, though. Uh, anyways, then we get a quick recap of, speaking of 
Cole. Uh, we got a quick recap of his match last week. Um, then we get an interview with Jericho. Uh, he says he is nothing against Adam Cole. And he's happy he's back. Um, and he had a great match last week with uh, Garcia, but then he and he had a celebration, uh, but it just kept going on while Garcia was laying in the ring. He got the girl, he got the celebration, and he said Cole made Garcia look like trash, and he had to stop the disrespect. And Keith Lee comes in saying you hear Jericho talking, and he said Jericho has basically been the poster boy for disrespect since he's come here, and he has had some battles with Cole, and he may not be fond of him, but he does have some respect, and maybe next week he teaches Jericho a thing or two about respect. Yeah, um, I kind of really like Jericho here, and it surprised me a little bit. He's inconsistent, right? But here he was like a serious baby face for some reason. Like out here all by himself, sticking up for a teammate, and his logic isn't super flawed. I don't think he is, but the promo, it's basically like you disrespected somebody in my group. Like, why did you have to go overboard? He's still in the ring, and you're throwing streamers everywhere, and like. I get it. So I liked his tone here just because it wasn't the goofy sports entertainment Jericho, right? I kind of like this. And I thought Lee came in and made a decent point about Jericho, right? Like you can't talk about disrespect because that's your whole existence, basically. So um, I just think it means Keith Lee has to lose, right? Which is too bad. Likely, yeah, because I don't think he's done too much since coming back for the swerve thing. No, he's enough. He's another one of the guys that's like lost at sea in AEW, just kind of drifting around. There's quite a few. Yeah. But yeah, I actually like Jericho here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought um, it was a ban- bit of a random turn, but um, Keith Lee back on TV is uh, pretty cool, so I'm not complaining. Embracing um, the gray. I, I like the nod to NXT. It's a simple build, build here, but Jericho versus Lee for next week is interesting for sure. Uh, Jericho is solid as well. I don't. The gray hair Keith Lee is really it weird. Bugs you, eh? I don't know why. Yeah. He, he's so gray. Because he probably was covering it before, and now he's like... He definitely was, but, like, I don't know why. Yeah, he just said, I'm not doing it anymore. I don't know why he is so gray, though. Oh. Like, he's not that yeah, old. Yeah, some people gray early. No. He's probably not as old as you. Uh, No, I would think not. And you're not that gray. Not that gray. Like, I appreciate still kinda, that. Still kind of gray. Still, still kind of gray, though. Yep. Uh, Next, we get a match I totally forgot we were getting. When the House of Black came in, he was like, this is a title match. I was like, what? Yes. But um, I remembered it's a House of Black versus Orange Cassidy and Best Friends uh, for the AW World Trios Championship, which is leading to us. We're getting Murphy versus Cassidy next week. So hopefully that should be fun. I would love it if Murphy won that. Yeah, right. I don't think so. He's That'd the least simple. defined of But like any he's of them. the best one. He's My awesome. favorite one. I don't know. I like Brody. No. I like them all, but no. I'm a big mm-hmm. Brody guy. Um, so Murphy blocks Tilt World DT from Cassie, darts him in the corner with like a kind of snake eyes. It was kind of a lawn dart kind of deal. It was a night, like, yeah, he launched him. It looked great, I mm-hmm. thought. Uh, Brody and King hit a crossbody to chuck into the barricade when he was seated on a chair. I love that spot. Always. Uh, Cassie goes for hands and pocket, dives outside, but Murphy and Black catch him and they slam him face first on the apron. Then Trent Beretta goes for a topic on Hilo, but he gets caught and they powerbomb him on the apron. Yep. Uh, best friends launch Cassie, uh, to the outside on a house of Black, so then that was a successful dive. There's a flurry with it where everyone hit something. Uh, Trent Beretta hit a pile driver to Brody King after trying for a bit. And then Bla- Black broke the pin. Uh, and then the finish King Murphy uh, got the win with a curb stomp to Chuck. Which a was nice looking curb stomp. Yeah. yeah. I-, I thought this was another really fun trios match. House of Black looked dominant in the opening minutes, right? Catching them and slamming them on the, pow- on the apron and stuff. I thought that was awesome. And then... Best friends obviously get their chance too. And then at the end, there was like a 
what I would call like a signature parade that I think is always pretty fun where everybody takes a turn hitting something big. Uh, House of Black are awesome to watch. And best friends are capable of great matches, even though you know they'll never win, right? They're kind of in that spot of like, oh, it's going to be an entertaining match and they're not going to win. But I thought it was a really good TV trios match here. I just, again, I'll say it all the time. I wish I knew more about House of Black, right? Like they're awesome in the ring. They're dark, whatever, but I don't know anything else. Uh, also, side note, this was my first time in the night noticing the crowd was not really into this. We kind of noticed if it was not MJF, they were not... I didn't find yeah, super I'm not responsive. not a banner crowd. No. Not like when the AEW noted very much that they had a good crowd. That yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't. Uh, but yeah, I like this match. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid TV trios match. Um, I don't think it was like as mind-blowing as like some of the other ones, but there's some, still some cool spots yep. here. Like Hustle Black looked uh, pretty good, but I think they should have done it a bit more. Uh, but it was still pretty entertaining. Uh, finish was kind of sudden, but cool. Murphy used the curb stomp. That's interesting it looked good mm-hmm. he nailed it uh next we get we roll into another title match with jamie hater defending against Riho. is that right who's our favorite but then we but you missed a key segment what the christian luchasaurus thing is in oh yeah there. luchasaurus is back he walks into like a red room or something and walks out of a red room because obviously that that's a real room that yeah. exists and i'm fine with them being together and now that they're done with jungle boy like let's see where they go luchasaurus needs a mouthpiece if we can get the super mean Christian, we say it all the time. He can be just like in. an absolute dick. I would love it. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll see. There was yeah. no, literally not a syllable spoken, right? It's just the visual that no, they're together. It, it really wasn't much, but um, it's hopefully, there. Hopefully, they do something coolio. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then we go to Jamie Hayden and Riho. Um, so there's a crossbody the outside from Riho. Uh, Hater had a Yurinagi on the apron a little later on. Uh, Rio connected with a tiger fang kick, then a diving crossbody for two. Uh, later on, she kind of had like a snap German, like she went for a snap dragon, mm-hmm. but then Re- Hater broke that off, and then Rio just went right into a German instead. Uh, Riho missed a diving foot stomp from the top, then Hater hit an Ushu Garoshi, like the neck breaker on the knee from the fireman's carry, and a lariat for two. Um, she had a superplex, and she rolled through looking for fall, but Rio countered the suplex into a DDT, which is kind of cool. Um, Avalanche Shark and Ron from Riho, followed by running basement double knees for two, but Hater gets a rope break. Hater countered a backslide pin, hit a lariat for two. Um, then she eventually connected with the Haterade, the ripcord lariat for the win. Yeah, I, um, I don't get to say my line this week. I quite like this match, and it was actually... Yeah, I thought it was better than I expected. Me too. Um, and high-profile women, right? Yeah. And so... I think Hater's awesome, and she's the aggressive powerhouse, and that works perfectly against Rio, tiny underdog, right? So she has to use her quickness and element of surprise to get any advantage at all. And you and I are not the biggest Rio fans, but I thought she looked really good here and um, far above the average women's match on Dynamite, and a, I thought a good TV defense for Hater. Um, sorry, I'm just adding... Typing away over there. Yeah, um... But yeah, I actually thought this was pretty good, um, especially for Riho. Um, I thought it was a pretty good TV match, most worthwhile match in a decent bit. Um, the story, uh, there wasn't a lot of story here because it's like they're both there originals and it's kind of babyface, babyface right now. But um, it beats any of the matches we've been getting lately with like, with like the Outcast and yeah. Sky Blue and like even though Soho Willow was solid, like I think this was a lot better. Um, I thought Riho hit us a few solid 
uh, things here, which is good because like it doesn't always look impactful because no. she is famously the running 90, double knee looks. She's famously the... ninety eight pounds. Right. Yes. Yeah, still. Um. But some of her stuff was good. Yep. Um. The only thing was I wish Hater kind of looked a bit better here. Like she looked good, but I wish she had some more offense in here. Um. It's a solid title defense for her. Um. I'm really thankful no post match stuff with the Outcast or anyone. But oh, here we go. Now we get an interview with them. Yeah. Right. We get an Outcast interview next. Um, they congratulate Hater on the win, and Soho tells her not to get too attached to the title, and they're here to get some control back in the division and do some damage, maybe? Maybe. Damage control. Could be. Uh, and one of them will get the title. Renee points out, as astute as always, uh, there's three of them and one Whoa, title. Whoa, that tracks. That's good math. And there's two titles if one of them wants a TBS title. It's impossible, though. Can't beat her. So. Well, that's true. Uh, and Soraya says they'll cross that bridge when they get to it. <laughs> um, Storm says all that matters is haters not champion. So I don't know. This is meh. This faction sucks. It was fine, I guess. Um, I still hate their name. And also, Soraya plugged their shirt. And so it's funny because the shirt under the Outcast logo Buy says, our shirt. It says Soho, Soraya, Storm. So can we just call them S? Like three S's? And you it, know, just like S. Soho's first day. Eh? Interesting. Kind of makes sense the way they've been presented. So and far. Um, I don't know. It's like with the whole title thing, it feels like now. It feels a little bit to me that they're just like going to be built to be destroyed. I hope so. Yeah, but like that's just kind of dumb. It's going to take a while. They yeah, this group continues to do absolutely nothing for me. Um, I thought this was really generic, right? Their story still doesn't really make sense to me. None of them are very interesting. Their union seems to only be helping Soho. I think a little bit. It's killing Tony I Storm. I don't think it's helping her. I She's at least it's... like perceived as the leader of the group at this I don't point. Even I think no, because I don't care. But it's crushing Tony Storm. Yes. She is, like, inconsequential at this point. And I don't know. I guess recency bias, probably. But is Soraya the worst signing by AEW? It's definitely the worst it's, major it's one up they've there. Done. Yeah, one that I they thought say, they really um, had something. I would say CM Punk's also one of the worst ones. Well, but he at least was a draw before he started huge. being CM Punk all about it. And so. we even admitted his debut was, like, uh, it's still an awesome moment. iconic moment. I just kind of hate it now. Right, but like I think Saray has, she's up she, there. She might I'd be. have to think about it. But. I don't know. Paul White was a pretty bad sign. True, but like he, we don't see him. Uh, yeah, so I guess it is. I don't know. Like for I'm, me, it's one. It's got to be up there. I'm trying to find other options, but like she makes it really hard. Yeah, she's not good. No. Um. Next, we get a claimed answering Jass. Not really. Um. So the 2.0 and Hager came out. Um. <laughs> Menard did the uh, the nipple hard thing again, yes. which is funny. The the way he says it, I can't mimic it, but it's funny. Um, then uh, the claimed uh came out doing a rap. Um, he said uh they can't join because Jericho is more full of crap than George Santos. Uh, he said Jazz stands for just to claim scissoring, which is pretty funny. And so two point kind of shake this off. They're like, uh, they informed uh then they, so they're like if they want to fight, they got them a tag match teaming together all right on rampage um so this is fine it prolongs this for a bit i guess so cool so acclaim basically turned them down in the rap and then i guess they just didn't pick up on it and why would acclaimed agree to be partners with them i'd like because the match is already made <laughs> parts of this are entertaining but almost none of it makes sense to me like if i really think about it maybe i'm not supposed to i guess but like i don't really understand why this is happening and why Jazz still thinks there's a chance, and why Acclaimed are I pretending there's a Jazz chance. beat them up after, so, so I don't know what's happening now. I don't know. But anyways, sure, it was there. Yeah, I guess so. Um, next, we get MJF getting like a key to the city. I think it's Oyster Bay, um, Long Island. 
and MJF days being official for Long Island or whatever. Yep, and they're like, yeah, and they it's sort of like the Jericho did in Winnipeg, right? The idea, yeah. yeah. Um, so then we get the MJF day celebration. Um, so he comes in and tucks. Uh, and they had a band on stage playing some like kind of jazz music, I think. It's like big band kind yeah. of stuff that my dad loves. Um, MJF talked about how your grandfather it's the greatest day of all. Uh, MJF day in Long Island. And he sang "Pennies from Heaven" with the band. Um, while they continued to play, he went. He made his way to the ring. Um, there's some things in the ring, including the AW title. Then the Oyster Bay Town Supervisor Joseph Saladino. Uh, he was doing a promo. Uh, MJF told the crowd not to ruin this for him and to shut up because uh, they were booing him, I think, the Saladino guy. Uh, Joseph said that Max is the pride of Long Island, and they love how Max wears Long Island on his sleeve. Uh, he presented MJF with a, the key Long Island, saying uh, it's the highest honor he can bestow. Um, he said that April 5th is MJF Day in the town of Oyster Bay. How that rhymes. Uh, and he had a bigger key for MJF, too, like, I guess, like a symbolic one. Um... MJ said that this is a huge honor, and some might say you deserve it, and then so the crowd naturally did that as well. I uh, talk about he talked about Alan Guevara and Jung Boy, and he took a shot at each of them, and he uh, was talking about how he suffered from ADD and uh, caught an ADD chant. Yep. <laughs> uh, he talked about yeah how he had a teacher named Miss Benedict, uh, who would wait for him to lose concentration, and every day she would laugh at him, and she told the class not to be like him, and he. And she asked where his brain goes during uh, class, and he said pro wrestling because he dreamed of being, about being a world champion, and and just said that her math was a little off, um, and MJF then said he or then he was bragging about the key and how he's def- he's the defending champion. And he said if you are a Long Island kid that's struggling, um, just know that you can be anything you want except for him because he's Maxwell Jacob Freeman, and then he got the crowd to finish the catchphrase for him. Uh, then he left the ring, and so then they got an encore going, and one of the guys smashed cymbals there, and Max yelled at him, but it, and it was Jungle Boy after he took off the mask. Uh, and then uh, they were um, brawling on the stage, and it's funny because the roles are kind of reversed because people were cheering MJF right. and booing Jungle Boy, and then they got separated. And then Guevara came in, making his entrance, because he's facing Commander next. Yep. So a lot going on. This was really, really long, which was one criticism i have of it but like i just looked it up that joseph saladino is is actually that figured he was amazing like he does better than some actors they hire to play roles he was was ridiculous uh i actually think um, mjf needed him to be quiet a bit faster because he dragged out the introduction that you said um he had he could have a career as a heel manager a hundred percent he could um so anyways like it was weird because MJF is like the biggest heel in wrestling, but he's not going to be a heel in his hometown. So it seemed like they started out embracing weird with the whole crooning scene. And then like, again, MJF's a good performer and he sounds great, but it's just kind of weird because he's been the most dastardly heel for months now. And here was just a very not heel, almost out of character from a guy who's never out of character. Right. So I don't really know what to think uh, about it. It was too long for sure, and it just a little awkward because this isn't his usual character. So I'm not quite sure what they accomplished here. I guess they pushed forward the pillars match that we're gonna get, right? But and a cool moment for him in his hometown and everything. But bordering on self indulgent, it kind of felt like to me, right? So mm-hmm. 
just super long and awkward due to the dynamics at play that they couldn't help and they had to get him on TV. So mm -hmm. what are you going to do, I guess? Yeah, I thought it was another good promo from MJF as usual. It was different. Uh, it was weird, but I thought it was still kind of cool. Whole song and dancing of being was pretty amusing. It was really weird, but um, I guess showing that he can he has that background. Uh, it's very different, but it's hometown MJF, so I think it worked pretty great. And it and hometown MJF is different. Um, they did a great job this whole segment playing MJF different because I think like they're in the one place where he'll be cheered, so they leaned into it well. Um, and Saladino was pretty good. He was crazy for like a non wrestling. Like dude. I I was like, there's a chance he's an actor they brought in. Nope, I just looked him up. He's yeah, legit. so he's pretty good then. Absolutely. Um, it's always amusing because the crowd dynamic. So that's it's it's weird, but um, they did a good job with it. Um, it's a cool change. Jungle Boy bit was predictable, but that was fine. It's all funny. It was. He, he was getting booed, and I think Guevara holding up the title is fine because it was funny MJF's reaction, and then also just to reaffirm he's still involved in this feud. Yeah, he is. I I didn't think Guevara would, like. I don't know. I'm interested to see because I think it's going to be a five way match or a four way match, right? I think I is what we'll so. get. So that should be fun. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we lead right into Sammy Guevara taking on Commander. Commander on mm -hmm. ROH, they called him the whole time. Uh, then So we pretty early on, we got a springboard moon salty outside from Guevara. Rope walk, shooting star press for two by Commander. He hit like a rope walk, kind of the Spaceman plancha, like the Fosbury flop kind and of thing. And that's when he ran outside. like halfway around the ring, basically. Yeah. It's and, ridiculous. And he did like super graceful jump. Yes. Uh, Commander countered a GTH in a small pack for two. Then Guevara hit a super kick. Uh, he goes for another rope walk move, but Guevara was like, he was seated in the corner and he kind of caught him with an avalanche cutter. And then he had a, a go to hell for the win. Um, then he cut a promo after the match. And so MJF was watching the back. Jungle Boy was in the back watching. Darby was in the rafters uh, as he is. He's staying um, 2.0. Yeah. And Jungle, there's no, no, there we go. Uh, Sammy said he just did something that the world champion doesn't do, and he wrestled. And he called MJS crap earlier, like something out of American Idol, because <laughs> singing. Yep. Um, Sammy said in 2021, Max didn't beat him clean because Sean Spears attacked him with a chair. Uh, and he said that MJF lied, cheated, and manipulated his way to the top. With Sammy saying he was honestly jealous of it. Uh, he recapped MJF's history. He like keeps like. He was like Cody's friend, then he left, then right. he was in the inner circle, then he left, then he was in the pinnacle, then he left, then he's in the firm, then he left, which I thought was kind of funny because that's all pretty accurate. It is. And he said Max sold his soul to be a pillar in AEW, and same said um, he built this uh, while claiming he built this with match after match and moment after moment. Uh, fans were booing Sammy, um, and same said he wasn't going anywhere. Um, he said he's not using AEW to go somewhere else. He said he met his wife here and won championships here. Uh, Sammy said he's not going to let some MJF uh, ruin this company with um, the, the bidding war of 2024. He said, screw Jungle Boy, screw Darby Allen, screw MJF, because Sammy Guevara is your world heavyweight champion. Yeah. The, I mean, he's um, not. But. He is not. That is technically not true. But um, the match was a bit of a shot of adrenaline the show needed, I think. So that was cool. Commander is awesome. But do you think, like... His stuff seems similar now. I've seen like three or four matches, right? And it's always, and it's impressive, don't get me wrong, but um, it's a lot of walking the top rope and then doing a flip sort of thing, right? But he's crazy, some of the stuff he does. And a nice showcase for Commander, quality win for Sammy. Um, fun match, I thought, for what it was. And it's lots of fresh matchups with Commander. If they keep him around, I don't know how long he's there for. I've enjoyed watching him so far. And then another babyface promo from a guy in a heel faction being Sammy Guevara. So a bit strange, but... I didn't think he sounded great here, and a crowd booing a babyface promo 
was kind of a strange dynamic, right? Because he's the baby face, but the crowd doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, so it was a bit strange, and it could have been shorter. I, I thought, thought it, it was good. It was just like kind of weird. Yeah, I, I thought he sounded better than this. I felt he got a little tangled up at one point, maybe because of the crowd. I'm not sure, but whatever. It's moving this story forward, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a good promo. It's just he's like he's kind of lot. He hasn't really done like great in keeping up the heel bit, which like I'm not saying that's everything. It's just like I feel like that. The fact that he is one of the heels in this match has just kind of gotten lost in the shuffle. For sure it has. Because, like, I mean, I guess it's kind of hard to be a heel when you're going after MJF. Even though it is right. a multi-man match, I feel like it is gonna, It is probably kind of hard for him to You're to getting out-heeled, yes, for sure. Right, and also, like, he's just so... Yeah, like, he's so unlikable, so it's like, I don't know, why not? Like, you you would kind of have to revert to face. I don't know, like, it just... I guess it works, but it's just, I don't know. It, it is weird, you know? Yeah, I'm fine with it. I, it's not bothering me as much no. as it could, but no. it is just a quirk. Um, but the match was solid. Um, it was about what you would expect. Um, Commander did a bunch of crazy stuff, and it's pretty cool, naturally. Uh, it is a little similar stuff, but, like, it's still really cool. Um, Gora worked well here, too. Nice combination, I think. Just like you said, like a shot of adrenaline, just really fast-paced, pretty short, but yep. it was good. Um, Gora gets a win, of course. Um, he did not sound heel again, but, like... He still got booed because he spoke negatively about MJF in Long Island. How dare he? Um, but regardless, it was a good promo. We continue to build nicely to that title match, which yeah. I'm I'm excited for. Me too. I think it should be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we get Hook versus Ethan Page for the FEW title. Of course, if there's four title matches, you bet your ass one of them is an illegitimate FEW title match. I like how they acknowledge it as a title match now. So yeah, I guess it exists. I don't know. I don't know. Um, there's a T-Bone T-Bucks from Hook. Um, he hit a twist of fate mocking Hardy. Then Isaiah Cassidy distracted the ref and Page goes to use FCW title, but Hardy hits him with it. And then he gets choked out with red rum for the win. Yeah, pretty standard hook match at this oh my point. God. Right? Betrayal. Hook looks good, his opponent generally doesn't. That's kind of the problem with Hook right now. Is you don't really look good in a match with him, right? And yeah. I guess it took at least it took a belt shot for Page to lose, but Page I mean, we're obviously an Ethan Page fan, so take this for what you will. But, like, Ethan Page being used as a tool in a Matt Hardy angle is not going to be my favorite no matter what, right? So, and none of this felt super significant. I don't know why Matt Hardy's still a focus at all, but it happened. No. Um, and Hook always looks good, you know? Whatever. And they had the SCW rules match on Rampage, which is like new to Q, and that looked better because that looked longer and, like, they actually did stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they had a no-holds-barred match, but... Or, like, basically, right? And so, um, well, I actually put a wrestle on Rampage. You'll see what the main event was because it wasn't that. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't heard. So, I that's you'll good. See. Nice. No, it's a wrestle. Well, I know, but it's at least something I don't yeah. know. Um, Squash match. Eh. So, Ethan Page is back down the card, which that sucks. Um, and except now he can't use the Fireman of the Year theme. And so, what happened to that actually decent push he was getting when the firm started? Like, that was actually good because that felt appropriate. They. It's very, they just, very they brief. Gave up on that. Yep. And in recent weeks, it's as if that never happened. I don't care about Matt Hardy. Give Ethan Page something good to do because I don't like Matt Hardy. Just couldn't agree more. Uh, next, we get the big announcement from Tony Khan and Nigel. And it's basically the all-in thing we mentioned. They're in they're in London and Wembley, so that's cool. Tony with all of his awkwardness. Um... It's so weird, but I love it because it's like that. And then you know that that's him. And Babyface Cole is uh, John Cena company guy role, eh? It's so weird. It's it is kind of strange. He even announced for Bindor when he was healed, though. So I don't. True. It's weird. It's because he's 
can deliver anything, I guess, yeah. right? But yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I love it because like I don't know, the McMahon's always put on like a facade or character yeah. when they're on TV. So the Tony's just like, it's very much just him. I don't, it seems like it. Just a it's quirky just kind of funny every time. Like I don't, I I get a little kick of it, but I I appreciate it. Uh, next we get Black Clover's jobbers. Uh, there's a spike pile driving outside. You just being guy in the ring. He submitted him with a submission. I didn't even get their names either. Jobber trio. Nope. Uh, then after the match, Brian Danielson speaks. Uh, he said, "Well, my dog just okay. There, right." Uh, he said he was at home with his family. He loves his family, but he said he also loves Mox, Claudio, and Yuta, and um, he also loves professional wrestling. He said he tra- or he trashed the guys that um were beaten up, saying that they looked like impotent amateurs, and that the EVPs might have that the EVPs might have hired. Um, Brian said that there are only professional wrestlers in this building tonight. Hangman came out with Brian saying he's another amateur, and Hangman tried to fight them, but the three that aren't Danielson, they beat him up pretty easy. And then he trash-talked Hangman saying he was an amateur, and they all took turns being a Hangman while Brian showed that they were the only professionals. Uh, and he shouted that nobody was coming to help because they don't know what love is. Brian had a screwdriver saying he's been teaching his kids how to fix up your house. Uh, he kept shooting amateurs while Hangman was being held by them. And he gouged the the screwdriver into his face. Maybe he's trying to extract his eye. Looked like it almost. Um, Brian said that they were the only they were the only real professional wrestlers in AEW. From what he's seen this week, they're the only real wrestlers in all of America. And then that was it. Yeah, I loved Danielson speaking for them here. Uh, this group is one of the consistently most interesting things, entertaining right now for me and. He sounded awesome and just it seems like this amateurs thing is going to be the focus right that they're the actual professional wrestlers and nobody else can hang hangman looks courageous but kind of dumb at the same time right like what did you think was going to happen like i get it where was dark order as backup is that could be some part of the story we don't know I think that, no they backpole's been taking out everybody true so they just aren't available i guess yeah um and I just like that Danielson's kind of like composed and fairly calm speaking and just takes out a screwdriver and gouges a guy's head. Well, with I it, like so. he just keeps shouting, amateurs, amateurs. He's such a talented performer in every area. And I look forward to segments with these guys every week. It's like with Jass, we would start kind of almost dreading it, right? Because it was every week. But these guys, I'm like, totally fine. Another oh, I love them. Fine. They're just like, they are like uh, Cutler was saying on Rampage that they're just like bullies. I just, I love it. It's so. Yep. It's fun. Um, the squash match was once again effective. Post match was great too. Heel Danielson is just, his promos are different when he's healing. It's just, it's so, and I like when he's just like angrily yelling over and over. It's just, it's funny. Uh, this is no exception. And I've said already, but heel backpool is just cool. They're just, they're, they are they're mean. They're badass. They're just really, really cool. It's just, it's so fun to watch. They're really cool. Um, Danielson as a talker here worked perfectly. I liked it. What he said works from their perspective. That's a nice angle to work. When elite, when the elite are back full force, this will be a sick feud. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so glad that they did bring Danielson back into this. This is perfect. I I'm really excited for this. And there's such strong bullies and dominant that whoever does end up beating them is gonna like they're gonna look awesome, right? The, it's gonna elevate probably the them. elite. Probably. So yeah, they're they're a super cool group and Danielson kind of plugs into like the regal role but can still be active as well right so Mm -hmm. because you don't really need Yuta or Claudio talking and you can use Mox whenever you want to use him kind of thing Mm because he's great but yeah this was awesome this is sweet uh then we get to our main event the fourth of the four title matches correct 
which is FTR versus the Guns, titles versus careers for the tag titles. Again, note at the beginning, crowd not into this early on, the main event, right? With FTR, who are supposed to be super popular. Yeah. Um, so Colton started with Wheeler, uh, some shoulder tackles from Colton. Uh, Wheeler came back with a shoulder tackle as well. Then Dax tagged in an elbow drop. Uh, Wheeler tagged in, and Dax slammed him on Colton. I think it was like the assisted like drop. Uh, Austin held on to Wheeler's foot, so Colton dropped like Wheeler off the apron on the floor. Uh, Guns hit a close nine knee left combo for a two count. Uh, corner splash from Colton, and then a full Nelson slam for two. Um, after a commercial break, Dax got a tag and he, uh, got the hot tag flurry, atomic drop, clothesline, and then Austin was legal as he, uh, had a small package for two. Uh, Austin was out Dax and Wheeler hit a drop kick, even though that was illegal. Um, after he hit a double draping DT to Colton, uh, there were some quick tags from FTR, including, uh, Dax making blind tags. They hit a po- spike pile driver for two. Um, Colton blocked a move, then FTR hit a shadow machine on Austin for a two count. Um, Colton pulled the referee out of the ring and was trying to get a DQ, but, uh, the ref didn't do it. Then Colton sent Wheeler to the post, uh, Dax knocked Colton off the apron, and then, um, Austin hit a Famouser, uh, to Dax for two. Then, uh, Dax countered with the backside for two, uh, then inside cradle for two, then a jackknife for two. Then Austin hit a low blow right in front of the ref, but then Wheeler stopped him from calling the DQ. Yep. So that, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I think that would have been better at the end of a longer match, but oh, that's okay. Um, the guns went for, or the, I think they hit a 310 to Yuma, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, I think guns hit a 310 to Yuma on Wheeler. Dax, uh, knocked Austin down. Uh, Dax jumped off the top. Austin had a tag tie on his hands and they didn't see it. And so Austin got a two count off of that. Uh, Colton got the tag as Dax, um, spit in the face of both of them. Uh, Dex like a sons of Flo and Colton and Wheeler also pinned the other guy. <laughs> Just which in doesn't case. Really matter, but yeah, so they get the win with the sunset flip and FTR are the new champs. As we expected, right? So yeah. I thought it was a fine tag team match. I thought the second half was better than the first and a lot of good heel shenanigans by the guns. They're kind of like um, early on, like pretty deadly where they're not super good in the ring, yeah. but as heels and using all of the heel tactics, at their disposal they're pretty getting pretty good at that that being said i don't think this was super special and i wouldn't say worthy of a main event um i would have preferred as a fan of ftr their return feeling like a bigger deal than it did here facing the guns for the titles is not the most compelling idea to me but uh it's fine and ftr are back at the top of the division i'm hoping that they're going to elevate those titles but like what tag teams are hot right now it's my question I don't know, the acclaimed, I guess, Still that, kind that, of? that kind of has fizzled a bit. So Lucha Bros, they're ROH tag champs now. So I don't know how much they'll be in the same orbit. And then it's like, I don't know, they need to... I think the point I'm trying to make is they need to do some work to get some tag teams. Their tag division used to be great. Awesome. So they, they just need to kind of build it back a bit. The talent's there, for sure. They just need to put some focus on it. Uh, and on Dynamite, not on the stuff I don't watch for me. But anyways, what did you think of the main mm-hmm. event? Um, yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, as far as main events go, it was solid. Nothing amazing, but like good. Um, given it was also a title match and the careers were on the line, it was kind of underwhelming. Uh, it wasn't bad, I but thought I so just too. thought it should have kind of been more. I uh, didn't love the finish, but FTR champs, so that's a W, I guess. 
Um, I kind of wish I had a bit more build and maybe more time for such a big match so both teams could shine more. And I wish I had a better climax because the finish was kind of, I don't know, like I feel like a big smash contraption at the end. I, you had cool to have finish, it, right? I think, yeah. But um, still good for FTR and it was, it was a solid main event, I guess. Yeah, um, overall the show... Good, not great. Like, I like the trios match. Um, I liked Riho Hater, actually. So there's a couple matches that were good. Um, the segment Blackpool was really good. Guevara Commander was fun. Anything... I, the MJF segment was a bit too much for me, but I can't say it was a, a major minus on the show. The uh, main event was underwhelming. But I liked enough on this show, I think, to say it was solid and give it... Uh, we'll go with a B, I think. Um liked many things and a few things i was kind of indifferent to but nothing really awful mm-hmm. um i don't know i thought it was a solid show um i starting with jay white was pretty cool that's true i didn't even mention that um, his arrival yeah. is great yeah um so that was cool and then the first match of the show uh tr- which was the trios match actually um that was pretty good the women's match is probably the best on the show actually. i liked it too yeah um then we had Guevara Commander, which was a solid sprint. Then the FTW tie match was meh. And then the, we had a squash, and the main event was solid. So I think generally in ring it was like solid, but nothing like amazing. No, no, no must-see. No, no. That's Women's being the it. closest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, then so Jericho had a solid promo with Keith Lee. I thought that was pretty good. Outcast, no thank you. Acclaimed Jast, nah, I'm good. Uh, MJF <laughs> was pretty good. Um, and then the announcement was cool, and Danielson was also really good. Um, so I think generally it was a solid show, but nothing you need to go out of your way to see. Yeah. Unless you enjoyed Blackpool, that was pretty good. That was nice to so, see. So, um, I'd say like a B, like a low B. Yeah, that's fair. That's about what I gave it. All right, so let's shift gears into a little bit of trivia in what we call Off the Top of His Head. Okay, so for this one, in honor of FTR's return and winning the tag team titles, I figured I'd do some FTR trivia. I don't think I've done it before, so I compiled it myself from a couple places. I think Sportster, Wikipedia were the main ones. Maybe somewhere else. I don't. I didn't write it down. Forgive me. Sue me. Ready? Which now deceased legend had the idea to put the two friends together as a tag team in NXT? It was Dusty. It was Dusty. That's a pretty easy one. What was their original tag team name in NXT? Mechanics. Correct. I actually remember vividly that because I was always kind of intrigued that they were just like such average looking guys. How are they here? You know, for a time, FTR were hated in Mexico, including needing police escorts out of the arena after their match against who? Lucha Bros. Correct. I figured that would be a pretty easy. I just thought it was an interesting fact. That I, I was just know. wondering if that was that run or they were in Mexico another time and I had no idea. Right. Um... Wheeler says he would have given up wrestling if it weren't for which WWE legend and current superstar? Same person. Worded that poorly. Don't know. Legend and current? Yep. He is both. Canadian. Brett. No, not Brett. No. Like still. No. Still actively wrestling in WWE. Oh, Edge? Yes, Edge. Um. FTR, FTR were even subtly referred to on WWE TV by, by their real names while working for AEW. How was that reference made? Was that Edge? Yes, it was Edge. I don't remember how he referenced them, but I just remember that he did. So an angle with Seth Rollins breaking into his house? That's what it was. 
he phoned his wife and gave her instructions and said uh he goes he was going to phone david and daniel to come help which are ftr's real names cool <laughs> when wwe <clears throat> excuse me established a women's tag team division which two women did ftr go out of their way to help train and in fact Sasha and Bailey correct they even say like that's what made them fans of tag wrestling once they kind of I just remember the picture of them I think together. yeah true or false they are the only team to have won WWE's true. three main brand well, no. tag championship no who else false. I know profits did did they they've yeah. won everything by now yeah they did it a while ago all right so I changed my true answer to false then yeah oh you had you, a true I don't know how recent that one was right I don't at know. the time Profits of the profits would have been like 2020 so right so i think so how many times have they won each so they've won the raw tag team championships how many times twice correct smackdown once nxt twice correct uh and recognized as the first ever two-time nxt tag tag champions. team triple crown champions that street profits always say that i don't know maybe that's not right then jason jordan and no, wait. yeah, Jason Jordan and Chad Gable done it, but they didn't. They won the Raw title separately. American Alpha were awesome. Who did FTR beat to win their first AEW Tag Team Championship? Uh, Omega and Hangman. Correct. Uh, Which, that's kind of surprising. At what show? All Out 2020. Correct. What? Who did they describe? Uh, FTR disguise themselves as to face the Lucha Brothers? Like the something frogs, like leaping frogs or something. No. Something frogs. Super Rana. Yeah, yeah. They're like frogs or whatever. Who did they beat to become the NXT Tag Champs the first time? Uh, Raw Villains. Correct. Why? The Revival made their first appearance on WWE's main roster at what pay-per-view? Oh, they yeah. They were on the Raw after Mania. We got them. What? Like their first? What pay-per-view was the like, first one? Oh, just their first pay-per-view? I guess. Payback? No. Extreme Rules? Roadblock possible they successfully know. defended against who at that show they defended at roadblock that's what my information says are you saying it's wrong it says who? a it says ends casa and enzo that does not sound right and they lost the titles at takeover dallas to who american alpha correct Re oh roadblock was maybe the house show special thing could be that's okay that makes sense then all right. I don't know why I'd know that. Regained the titles from American Alpha at what show? Take over the end. Correct. Last one. Lost their tag team titles against who? Um, oh, DIY. Correct. At what show? Is that Toronto or Brooklyn? Toronto. Okay. In what type of match? Two three falls. Very good. Nailed it. All right. So this is lengthy, but we're going to quickly go through some other wrestling we watched and like or did not like in what we call high spots and rest holds. All right, so first thing would be Monday. Anything from the miserable Raw that we've heard so much about? Um, let me scroll down. I can't imagine there's a ton of high spots, but I could be wrong. No, only I got only high spot was that Riddle's back, so that's cool. I did see that. And I like Riddle. He was on SmackDown too. But... He defending Sami Zayn or something, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I don't know why. Me either. I just saw but, that this um, morning. So Riddle's back on Raw. He beat a Miz. And wrestle was Brock Lesnar heel turn destroys Cody Rhodes. So Cody's got tangled up with him for a bit. Yeah, Cody's had a great he had a great twenty four hours. At least if he beats Brock, that's a big deal. 
Yeah, I guess if so. that's where they're, I assume that's where they're going. Uh, rest hold is Raquel and Liv earned number one contendership for the tag titles on Raw, despite losing the tag showcase match. Right. So maybe it's a stall because Baszler's hurt, so they can't get a title shot right now. That makes sense. Um, because this is dumb. She did look hurt. And then I would say the entire Raw was a rest hold because it looked lame, and this is the post Mania Raw. It's supposed to be cool. Yeah, apparently it was brutal. Uh, so looking at. NXT this week, a high spot. You and you actually watched a bunch of this with me, waiting for Noam Dar's return. So, and I talked about it in the moment. Zoe Stark's improvement as a heel. So, Indy had the first segment as the new champion, and Zoe interrupted her in that opening segment. So, she kind of runs down Indy a little bit and says the most positive thing that she got out of Stand and Deliver is that there's a very beatable NXT women's champion, which, which very I true. thought was good. Um, and then she also added that Roxanne's been basically radio silent since Saturday. So that uh, Roxanne should go to the back of the line or in front, it doesn't matter as long as she's behind Zoe at least, right? So um, she basically wants a title shot and she gets one uh, for that night. And what did she said? Zoe will make, oh, India will make history as the shortest reigning NXT Women's Champion. I just thought she's seeming way more comfortable and sounding a lot better than she used to. She's really strong in ring. And if she gets this character and delivery on point, like a call up is pretty mm. simple for her, I think. Um, too bad we knew she wouldn't be winning this match because I don't think they put it on Indy to lose it on no, at least not that fast right so I thought she was good here um, quick rest hold that just was weird to me you saw this as well Axiom wearing his mask at the airport yeah that's like I've, I've like I've um it was like in a suit or something yeah too, I've gotten like mask, warm, right? I've warmed up to the mask a bit because it's not as bad it's they not did as change bad. it yeah but like you can't expect me to believe he wears it at the airport too. That's just too far, okay? Like, it I, it's fine if like you can't, but you can't expect me to do believe that. Okay. And they've even leaned away from the mathematician superhero stuff. He's just an awesome wrestler that wears a mask, which I think is smart. But um, he still got the golden ratio thing though. And the segment was fine. It was him and and Wesley talking about leading up to their match, right? Um, but if they had just done this in the locker room, I wouldn't bat an eye, right? But because it's in public, in <laughs> yeah, the airport, that 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 kind of, I'm just like, I don't know about that. But I'm happy because it led to a main event between the two. Uh, high spot overall, the in ring work on this show I thought was really good compared to I think last week it was really slow. So you had Stax and Tony uh, D'Angelo lost to Pretty Deadly. Um, Pretty Deadly did like some twin magic, even though they didn't like they got um, in the ring apron and then sort of switched spots and. And then there was an exposed tone, uh, a turnbuckle as well involved for the win, but a, a decent tag match. And then you had Dijak squash Odyssey Jones when he hit a nice moonsault. I think you saw that too, the Dijak moonsault. Yes. Looked pretty good. And then Fraser and Dragon Lee had a pretty awesome 10-minute match that it was just speed, speed, speed. And Dragon Lee won with a, his charging knee strike. You had Indy retain in what I thought was that actually a solid match against Zoe Stark. I, I like the finish. Um, Stark hit her finisher, which is... Like a flipping GTS kind of thing that always looks cool. I I think it's I swear it's called KO thirty five for me. I'm I'm thinking of something else. It's called the Z, Z something I think. And the, I don't know what I'm thinking. The guys at Poison Rana, Braden and Davy, they don't know why it's not called the Zoe to Sleep, which is all pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to give them credit. <laughs> That's for what that. I want to call it now. Um, so That's yeah, awesome. she she hits the finisher and the momentum actually carries uh, Indy out of the ring, which I like. That so makes sense for that move. Then, that actually does make sense. And then Zoe has to go get her and bring her back in the ring, and in that time, Indy's recovered and rolls it up for to win. Like so, I kind of thought the finish That's was not cool. Bad. Yeah, 
Uh, Ivy Nile beat Paxley with the Dragon Sleeper in a dominant like five minute match. So I think they're just rebuilding Nile because she's been cooling off a bit recently. And then the main event was really good. Wesley Axiom, another like 10 minute awesome TV main event. And Lee nailed his cardiac kick this time for the win. Uh, and there was just because um, he, Lee had the golden ratio countered by Axiom, right? So in this one, Lee countered the golden ratio with like a cave-in at one point, which was really cool. Lots of fast-paced action. So two really strong matches on this show. Oh, what and did a, Axiom have to do after the match? <laughs> and then a few other ones that were quite good. Um, rest hold for me was JC Jane, as always. And you watch this too. Like, so she's basically bragging about like second screening. She's bragging about uh, stopping Dolan from winning the ladder match, right? But it's like she's just trying a little bit too hard, right? Like if she yeah. dial it back like 15%, um, she might sound believable, but she doesn't. And I don't enjoy her or Dolan for the exact same reason, to be honest, when they're speaking. Uh, high spot, we mentioned it, return to Joe Coffee, And I said Gallus has been more interesting lately, and adding Coffee helps even more. I think he's the best of the three on the mic and in the ring, for my money. Uh, and another talented singles wrestler, as we said, to throw into this roster. So, um, again, the roster's starting to look stacked, and I'm hoping this Heritage Cup division has a bunch of these guys in it. And then a high spot you agree with, Noam Dar debuts. We talked about it. Um, we both love him, think he's very entertaining. So a great addition to the roster. And if Heritage Cup division ends up being with people I want, then that would be amazing too. But then my question was, we already talked about it, but was he the champ even? No. No. No, he was not. Rest hold, the witches speak. Uh, so more dark, spooky, gibberish, for example, something about um, the unholy power of Alba and Isla has risen and they're cursing any team that dares to test the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. They're like reading things in the water in a bowl. Um, Sounds sure. fun. Right up my alley, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine with them being a team, like them in the ring. Not This stuff's not for me, but that's okay. Um, another rest hold is the team drama tension that's still existing. So yes, Sebastian exists, but Jensen and Kiana were never exclusive. Um, and then after she kissed him she thought she could trust him but he didn't hand her the purse and they lost their titles so she's mad at jensen um and jensen wants briggs and henley to stay out of his relationship so we're getting more of this awesome hooray hooray it continues high spot ready a decent von wagner segment question no. mark. you are gone by this point i think yeah so dragonov sort of reminiscing about the match at stand and deliver talking about fighting and bleeding and von interrupts and says that i actually liked it he's basically like you're using a lot of words to say that you traveled all the way Los Angeles to lose a match, which I thought was not bad. But then Dragunov immediately comes back with, um, I'd rather be invited there and lose than not be invited at all, which is also pretty good, right? So it ends up with them having a match next week, and Stone just kind of throws out there, I'll get you the match, but if you lose, I'm, we're done sort of thing. So I would assume they're done. So they're done. If Wagner beats Dragunov, I'm going to be pretty annoyed. Unless there's some heavy shenanigans. J.D. McDonough just like hits him with like a million fingers. But um, this interaction was actually pretty good. Rest hold. Scripps is getting involved with Axiom. Sorry, Axiom. Um, Scripps is a joke. I mean, he's dialed back the jokiness, but still... just even like the voice changing, like... That that was really dumb. It's all so cheesy. And Axiom is so cool. And just get him involved with anyone else. And you just need to admit Scripps is a terrible, terrible idea and just repackage him. Change his mask. Do something. You just need to not. Correct. Um, So moving into Impact, I like the opener a lot. It was Machine Guns versus TMDK, eight minute match. 
Uh, a lot of people might not be familiar with uh, Bad Dude Tito. I've seen him a lot. He looked really good in this. Um, TMDK were like the larger powerhouses, and m machine guns do what they always do, fast tandem off offense. Willing to cheat. I noticed their machine guns are willing to cut corners, especially Shelly. Um, Shelly. And then you get an encounter between Bay and Austin after, which leads to us one of the matches we're going to get to see. An Ultimate X tag match for the titles, which should that's, be awesome. That's, that'll be interesting, yeah. That should be... I'm I wish you threw in another that. team there, but that's okay. Yeah, me too. The more the merrier. But we'll be there for that one, so that sounds fun. Indeed. Um, a high spot. Kenny King ditches Eddie Edwards. Kenny, I thought, sounded really good and made a lot of sense. He's basically... Since Eddie didn't help Eddie, um, Kenny King in his match with PCO, King's basically not going to do it for Eddie tonight and basically ends up telling Eddie, like, go get whoever was driving the car that ran over PCO in the desert to help you sort of thing. I, don't, I just think King sounded really good and real. Uh, high spot, we got Bailey Gresham 3, sort of. Really good match shaping up, and then it ended in a no contest because Trey Miguel was on commentary. I and saw that. He left to attack both. I'm Trey Miguel's starting to grow on me, his character, like his heel work. Yeah. It's getting better. Um, the match we got here was good, and it leads to, again, a sweet triple threat for the title where we'll be, right? So we're getting Bailey Gresham... Trey Miguel, that it's is... It's a three-way dance, too, so it's elimination. That is... Oh, yeah, it's elimination. That's right. So that is sweet as well. Rest Hold really, really didn't like the design this week with Sammy and all of these. He's got a complete seven steps. So now step seven is going to have Sammy eliminating all other authority from his life but the design, and Sammy has to figure out for himself what that means. Okay. I, I just see no reason for Sammy to want to stay with this group. They're never happy with him no matter what he does. They don't really win, and like Sammy's been a bigger star many times in his life without any one of them, right? So these they're just doing nothing, and I don't, I can't even imagine a payoff that would make all of this worthwhile. You know what I mean? Like you're just like, right? I don't see a possible end to this that I'm going to be happy about, right? But anyways, uh, a high spot it's just kind of a lose lose. A Canadian we've seen a bunch in the Indies and watched her wrestle with her parents basically beside us. So, uh, a oh yeah, we really like her. It's Jody Threat. That's she nice, yes. she made her impact debut and easily beat a jobber who was terrorizing. Can believe that? What? Yeah, I'm pretty positive. No double way. double check it. Just Google Jody Threats impact opponent. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, so she won. Jody won with the F416, which is an F5, and if you don't know, the 416 is an area code in Toronto. So she's playing the really like aggressive and wild, um, all kinds of impactful <laughs> offense. It was right. It's Taylor rising from. We saw her too somewhere. Mm -hmm. if from it's, that's him. yeah, she's the, when she was on super kicked right before she was in that three with Taylor Wilde. She's um okay, that's fine. Yeah, uh, that, that's funny. Um, so she's kind of doing a similar thing to Masha, like she's just gonna maul you basically, right? Really aggressively. So I like but she's a baby face. I like Jody Threat and hope that she's successful there because I don't know, good local talent. We've seen a bunch, right? I think she's pretty good. That match, she turned Athena heel, right? When we were there. Was that a... <laughs> yeah, that was her. That was a... Was it an elevation? Elevation, yeah. Because yeah, I was... think Dark was with Rampage. And then a rest hold was a six-man tag match because it had... I like Yui, Yui, Yui Mura, but it also had Dreamer, Bully Ray, the good hands who I like, but Darren McCarty, right? So a hockey player, a retired hockey player. He didn't player. look good either from what I saw. No, and the good hands have to sell for him and get pinned by him, so... He looked rough, man. He his intensity was good, like he was doing the facials and whatever, fine. Um, but this had Bully Ray and Dreamer, so who cares? And please get Masha away from this, but I guess not before we see them. I'm not gonna get to see Masha wrestle, I might. I don't think. 
No, unless it's the hardcore. Because since she's been involved in this, she's kind of been like not super. Present. She'll probably she'll probably hardcore Worland, so actually you might you might owe this oh. to seeing Masha. Maybe I'm said they're not adverse to doing intergender True. stuff either. So and who was who was with them the baby faces because they had a female person too. They did. It was Mickey. Uh- wasn't it? No, no, because she's injured now, so it can't be Mickey. Oh, she they had some. I not s- Diana. She's no. Doing, she had a pretty good promo on this too. I uh, um, I know. Um, I should know. I saw too. Um, why is it escaping me? It's not. You think about it's it. It's not Jody, right? No. No. Uh. Think about it. The only other high spot I had was the final segment. Was good, but a little bit lengthy. It was Alexander relinquishing the title with Demore. Killer Kelly. Oh, nice. I like Killer Kelly. There we go. With um, So Demore, Kushida, and Macklin are all in the ring. So obviously, um, Alexander gets a big chance to say whatever he wants to say, and he does, and it's I all I saw the fine. bit where his kid tried to take the title before. He, yeah. That was cute. His kid's a heel, basically, <laughs> I think. Uh, so Macklin just sort of expects the title should be handed to him. Demore points out that Macklin has tapped out to Kushida, and Kushida's just standing beside him like, tapping his own shoulder i thought it was pretty cool uh and macklin i liked his reply he's basically like yeah i tapped because i'm not an idiot like alexander because they're saying that his torn triceps is because he wouldn't tap out of the hoverboard lock which is a cool i I like that me too that's not a bad way to do that and macklin's like yeah i'm not stupid so i tapped out to save myself because it was i think a six-man tag or something right so love that um I think this helped build Macklin, and I think he's the one that wins, right? Because he can cut promos. And Kushida was sort of an afterthought, right? Added in. So I'm thinking it's going to be a title win for Macklin, who I enjoy. So I'm cool with that. I'm hoping the match is good. Uh, Anything from SmackDown? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is Arkansas Razorbacks is that March Madness? Yes, they are. Okay, so I'm looking at belts on WWE because I. Cause yeah, and so the cause they got they got yeah. they're selling W titles with side plays. So there's like Alabama Crimson Tide. Yep. Uh, South Carolina Gamecocks. Yep. Uh, LSU Tigers, Mississippi State Bulldogs, etc. So there's I guess March Madness belts, and then also curiously there's a Boston Red Sox like actual uh, its own. Well, belt. you know them as March Madness. They're just American colleges. Yeah, I know, but yeah. like I'm just saying, like it's yeah. timely. Yes. Um, and so the NXT titles on sale, so I put that in my cart for now. Maybe I'll save for that. Anywho, um, <laughs> okay, I, well, nice digression. I, I in, like it. In theory, I'm I'm trying to I'm saving for a belt that I would actually want. So, and I love I like the NXT belt, the one that they have now, but the gold version, like yeah, the one after the original one, yeah, the old one, but not the gold old one. I like the old old one. It was funky. Yeah, I want to get one that'll fit the side plates for this, but I want to get a belt I like first. Fair. So I'm going. I would for go your with Ambrose the NXT one. and it's uh, on sale, so I'll keep that i'm keeping that in the back of my mind you know sounds fair uh anyways back to stuff um smackdown anything only high spot i could find is they announced shinsuke nakamura's returning next week i saw that they haven't we he hasn't been seen since like he just in time for vince to bury oh (laughs) just in time that's right never mind yeah on the rest hold from rampages uh, you want to guess what the main event was Mm. you mentioned this uh give me hints because starting Uh, women women okay um sky blue not good no worse i think worse marina shafir no anna J. yes and oh i should know because she was watching from backstage and they advertised it uh 
I can't. It's not Julia Hart. It is. Oh, it is Julia yeah. Hart. How was that? Did you see it? I don't know, but they made they they made invented rampage. Like, how does that even work? That's interesting. I don't. I don't even get it. Me either. How does that even... Combined age of like less than me. Yeah. I bet you. And that's like, sad. And they. Oh, that's just bad. Weird. Uh, any other? That's it. Yeah. So you said you don't have anything for figuring out this week. We'll mm-hmm. get back to it. I think you had a big one last week, right? So, uh, I think that brings us to the end. So we pulled through. I'm not missing any segments, yeah, so right? So got like an hour until work. We pulled through in like two hours, 41 minutes. So that's not terrible. But anyways. It is almost as long as Raw. Thanks for listening to us. If you lasted five minutes or the whole time, that's amazing. We really do appreciate it. Love to hear from any listeners. FNSWrestling at gmail.com is email that nobody would ever use. But I don't think so. Nope. Or you could go on Instagram, which he might check. Okay. I actually, Oh, wait. I have an idea. FNS if, underscore wrestling underscore podcast. If anyone's listening to this, I know the... So credit to Stash Club because I know they do this. But like people email them quizzes. So yeah. I know that won't happen, but I'm just saying if you wanted to. You got to put this in the beginning because most people are like, oh, they're right, done. That's, that's true. You got to remember at the beginning next week. I would, that would we, help. It would not be. We're, I'm not opposed to that. Right. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for tuning in this week. We'll be back next Saturday. Absolutely. With episode 143. And until next Saturday, everybody take care.